Welcome to Warhammer, the grim world of perilous adventure. We present The Enemy Within, the classic campaign from Games Workshop for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. While the time of Sigmar has passed into legend, and the orcish hordes are still held in check, a new threat has emerged within the Empire. But this threat is far more menacing, because instead of a direct confrontation, it is an unseen force creeping through the cracks of the human spirit, turning one incorruptible soul at a time towards its insidious plague. Join a motley group of inexperienced fortune seekers as they embark on an adventure for fame and personal gain. But this journey will bring them face to face with the denizens lurking just beneath the surface of the old world. Will they be able to pry off the mask that obscures the truth? Or will their inevitable descent into death and madness be too quick, leaving the true story untold? Join us as we begin The Enemy Within. Start with the summary. Um, when we picked up last time, uh, Triax was uh, at the at the common room and, and spoke with somebody who was kind of telling him some of the uh, incidents around the Empire, and one of them was this uh, incident where uh, this temple of Ulrich was burned down, and the and the priest was killed. This was happened in Delvers, and. Apparently, it was a retaliation for a bar fight that happened between uh, followers of Sigmar and Ulrich in that town where a Sigmar follower was killed. And then you guys found some winds for once and sailed off to Wickendorf, which uh, turned out to be a uh, pretty pissed poor town. It's full of beggars, it's really run down. Uh, there was this quote unquote prophet who uh, told you about the coming of the end of the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just a pretty dreary place. The first thing that happened to you there was that uh, a noble lady and some guards uh, took captive one of the villagers. And uh, then, what happened next? They yeah, you, you kind of went to ass. the inn and you kind of learned about the sort of slow decline that's been happening in Wickendorf about uh, how things have accelerated over the last two years or so. Um, you learned that there, the uh, supposed master of the town is uh, Ludwig von Wittgenstein and his wife Ingrid, but uh, more recently they've been turning things over to their da daughter, Marguerite. Um, Triax and Zed went off to the uh, Temple of Sigmar, which had been overrun by these beggars and read a prayer which uh, was turned out to turned out to become a blessing for them. Uh, that's still in effect, right? Well, you uh, said until you said until you said so. Right. So so that I don't have to keep track of it. That lasts for forty eight hours from when it okay. happened. So I'll let you keep track of that. It happened. Well, I've got the journal right here. So that happened being the pre of the previous day. Uh, yeah, the 25th of Sigmar Zeit. 
do it for all the rest of today and most of tomorrow. Okay, so... Uh, is there a chess tournament happening in town or something? <laughs> is your intelligence a little higher? Yep. Well, it affects your weapons going, but let's see. What's your intelligence? And, and your agility. Not not your agility. Those, are, those are considered mental... So mental characteristics is everything except for movement, strength, toughness, agility. Wow. Whoa. I didn't know that. Neither did I. I just assumed it was intelligence, willpower, intelligence. As did I. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. So... Uh, underneath the temple was a crypt, and the high priests who um, you know, were members of that temple were all buried down there. And uh, you discovered the, uh, the burial area of the priest that founded the temple, and there was a magic sword in his, in his casket that uh, Triax felt was his destiny to acquire. And so he acquired it. Um, you guys also brought the chest that was a Telkis down here because um, it seemed that the powers of the Aether were just totally non-existent down here. And lo and behold, it, it removed the magical enchantment on the chest and you were able to crack it open with an axe and a crowbar and get to some interesting things. There were some potions, a wand, and magic rope. Kind of little magic rope. See how that plays. In. Well, Triax certainly does. Yeah, there is a magic rope like five times. The magic rope occupies a large part of the table. <laughs> um, yeah. So, also while you were in the town, you met this physician named Jean Rousseau, who was apparently trying to help the people of the towns get out of their sort of sloth and disinterest that seemed to be a plague of the town, according to him. And he was trying to create this elixir that he was handing out in blue bottles, but he was still working on the um, perfecting the recipe. He invited you to, to dinner that evening. He said his servant would prepare something and was better than the food at the end. And remember, you guys said that you were... Did you guys say you were taking him up on that? We did not say. Did not say. Yeah. We avoided the question. <laughs> the question. Well, he seemed to be. He seemed to go off assuming that you were coming. Uh, no. Maybe you didn't actually. We never. We never. You never, never, never contradicted him. We never says he wouldn't show up either. Right. <laughs> well, your last recollection is he. He probably assumes you are, even though he may be assuming incorrectly. That is exactly the impression that I wanted to leave him with. It depends on if we're in the middle of a rebellion or not. Yeah, like well, we have no idea what we're going to be doing. How long this forced excursion is going to take? So if we're still out here, then whatever. Right. We never said we would. So, you guys asked um, about where Atelka was staying, and apparently she went out towards the forest uh, after staying in the town for a little bit. She passed through the town. Um, she met with Lady Marguerite, um, supposedly, and then uh, supposedly she went off near the forest. And as you tracked her down out there, you saw that there was indeed a camp on the edge of the forest. Uh, but it had been abandoned, and there was a very clear tracks, including uh, those of horses, that led into the forest. Uh, so you guys attempted to follow her into the forest. Uh, nobody really had to follow trail skills, so it was this sort of a group effort of spreading out and looking for obvious uh, uh, tracks in the forest. And you were able to get a pretty good general idea on which way she was heading, but that was about it. Um, we searched for quite a while, about two hours uh, in the forest, 
And during that time, Nigel stumbled across a path. Um, also, let me note that the forest was this very creepy forest. It, it had, uh, you know, the roots would kind of uh, trip you as, when you weren't looking. The, the birds and the trees seemed to be diseased. And there was just sort of a, a heavy headiness to the air in the forest. Uh, so Nigel found this trail. You guys started following it. And after following it for, oh, about 45 minutes to an hour, uh, the forest kind of changed. The, the birds were singing. The, the, um, there was a lot more sort of ambience to the place. The wind felt clear and, and bright. And there was a, sort of a weight lifted off your shoulders. And as you continued to follow the path, eventually it came to a clearing about another 30 minutes of... No, longer than that. So about 45 more minutes of trekking along the path. Um, you came to a clearing, and in that large clearing was a whole group of tents and people milling about. And that's where we left off. So it's definitely a good journal. I'll give you the full 20. It's your turn to do it if you want, Alan. I'll do it. Okay. Is it the same day, the 26th? Yeah. At some point I want to read that last journal. I have a hunch that Triax may have written some very nasty things about Nigel. No. <laughs> no. I did see the word Nigel in there. I won't lie. Uh, I'll have to take a look at that at some point. Okay. I'd have never remembered the the Ulrich uh, Sigmar thing ever. Is the name of the magic rope in the NPC list? Oh, it's not. I guess I should add it. Weird Willy. Weird Willy. <laughs> That's its name. Yep. yep. Weird Willy. <laughs> awesome. Well, it is unfortunate that we don't have Zed with us. I'm sure he, uh, it's what two have things to say about One more. You can, you can pull a blank. I would hope I at least that. added the doctor. I did. Oh, Jean. Jean Rousseau. Yep. Alright, so can you describe this camp again for us? So there's, it's a large, um, it's a large clearing, uh, kind of a meadow in, in the center. Uh, there's tents that are, you know, made of canvas and they're staked and they have poles and, and whatnot. They look, you know, not the sort of tent you'd want to take camping because it would just be too big. Um, but the sort of tent you, you might live in on a semi-permanent basis. Um, how are the people dressed? Um, are they, are we talking like chain mail, plate mail, leather armor, no so, armor? Uh, most, almost all of them are not wearing armor. Uh, you can't actually see anybody wearing armor. They don't seem to be holding weapons from what you can tell. No, if you, if you want to stay for a few minutes and watch, um, I'll give you some more information. You're kind of at the edge of this trail. You can just see around the corner. They don't seem to have spotted you. Uh. Way to use all the margins. <laughs> Do we see any um, banners? No. Yeah, I want to kind of creep up to the edge of the clearing and watch them for a few minutes. Okay. Um, you uh, you could see off to off to one side that 
after you kind of spend a little bit more time looking, you see that there's an area that's sort of staked out and it looks like a really large garden. And there's a few people in there who seem to be tending to uh, vegetables and things like that. Um, and then while you guys are, are kind of, you know, just hanging out there, so you see that pretty much directly opposite uh, the clearing. So you, you can kind of see, it's kind of coming down a little bit on a slope, so, which allows you to see over some of the tents. And you can see that there's some people returning on the other side uh, to this camp, and they have uh, some pheasants that they have uh, that appear to be dead, and they're carrying by their feet, all tied up. Do the people look well-fed? Uh, they look decent. They look a lot better than the folks that you saw in the town. Did we hear wildlife as we were trekking through the forest? Mm-hmm. Did we see it? At the very end. For the last, for the last, you know, 45 minutes to an hour or so, you could hear birds in the trees, but uh, you didn't see any, anything. So you guys weren't. Like, do they have any? Or on the lookout. Do they have anything. any horses? You don't see any horses. I make a very careful examination of the camp, making sure that there's no horses. Well, you want to walk in? It's just as much as I can do from where I'm standing. Okay. Uh, make a perception test. I have, let's see, uh, so five, three degrees of success. Three degrees of success. Despite all of that, you do not see any horses. Okay. Uh, I think it's safe to go talk to them. I'm not sure that this is real. Not sure at all. Uh, okay. How could I, they I, survive? I, that doesn't sound like a, that doesn't sound like any reason why we shouldn't go talk to them. <sighs> no, it's inevitable. We weren't just gonna stand here all day. All right, I stride confidently out of the forest. All right, which clothes are you wearing? I'm wearing my average clothes. Average clothes. Okay. All right, you guys are on his heels. I take it, or right? Yeah. Yep. You guys don't wait back behind him. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, you're 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 spotted. Well, a male and a breastplate and a nice helm. <laughs> uh, you're spotted pretty quickly um, by by a couple of women, and uh, they they approach you, and uh, one of them says, "Who are you?" I say, uh, "My name is Nigel Lancaster, and I would very much appreciate it if you could direct me to the person in charge." Oh, very very well. Um, come this way. Tries just looks around for anything suspicious. Um, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Nope. All right. Ambushers. <laughs> Horses. Archers. <laughs> archers in the weeds. Um, as you guys walk through the camp a little bit, you see that uh, one weapon that does seem to be, does seem to be somewhat prevalent is people have bows around here. Fucking archers. Um, I'm not as afraid of archers as I used to be. You can cast it on all of us. I can uh, only the person casting the wand can use it. And if you pass the wand to somebody else, the spell goes away. Oh, so only one person. Whether a non-spellcaster. Yeah, we don't know if a non-spellcaster can use it, but we do know that we can only have one spell at a time active. I'll hide behind you then. (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay, you're eventually brought to a large tent in the center of town and um, uh, they uh, they ask you to leave your weapons 
on the side. Okay. I'm afraid I'll just decline that particular request. <laughs> I hand over my staff and my crossbow. Do I have any other weapons? Oh, I also have a dagger. A number of uh, as you guys are walking through the town, it, it a uh, a bit of a commotion starts to stir, and other people start to come around and and are watching as you guys are being taken in, both men and women. Um, uh, that's all I have. Seems like not a good idea. Maybe we should wait here with our weapons. Uh, if you if you gentlemen prefer to wait outside, I'm willing to go inside by myself. Well, our weapons will get stolen. I'm, I'm, I'm a priest of Sigmar. I guarantee that no violence will befall your camp from my hand unless you provoke it. But you cannot ask me to lay down the sword. Make a fellowship test. Good luck. And you're all dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my friend meant to say was uh, <laughs> we are we are we are despair merchants on the river trade looking to uh, meet your new nobleman uh, person, and we are of no uh, threat to him or anyone else. So you should like let us. Right. You can make a fellowship test too. Yeah, the the difficulty on this is minus ten, by the way. And uh, suck my dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, both of them make reference to their uh, genitalia. That's wonderful. Uh, no, um, no, no, I say, uh, please excuse my companions. They are perhaps a little bit more rough around the edges than uh, I would like, but um, they are certainly quite capable. I start going like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit uncouth. Did any of you guys have like five degrees of hoodie? No, uh, I had no, no. Okay, they, not that they, they don't like take up arms against you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you're you're shown in, and there's. Are you two waiting outside yes. then? I'm not going in without my sword. All right, I guess they're waiting outside. Okay. I just got this like broad axe. I don't want to lose it. Battle axe. Yeah, battle axe. Okay, a uh, a woman. She's about. 40 years old. She uh, she has kind of a stern look about her, and she's wearing um, type of leather armor. She uh, she looks up. She's uh, she seems to be meeting with somebody else, or sort of a man a little bit older than her um, that she's been talking with. And she looks up and she says, "I see we have visitors. Well, would you would you like to sit down, sir?" Yes, thank you very much. My name is Nigel Lancaster. Ah, I'm, uh, and uh, you are? I am Secret. Secret. The pleasure to meet you, and you, sir? Uh, he, he introduces himself. Gosh, I don't have his name in front of me. He is Udo. Udo? Yeah. Udo, that's Udo. Uh, Udo is my name. Sounds like an unusual name. Are you, uh, from the Empire? I, I am. Have I ever heard of anybody named Udo before? It's a little... <laughs> no, you, you haven't. He says, uh, well, in, in uh, the Wittgenstein barony, it's not a terribly uncommon name. Oh, I see. I, but uh, I, mean, I, I guess, I, I, guess so I could say I'm not really from the Empire. Oh, well, it's a pleasure to meet both of you. Um, I take a seat. Well, and I said, I hope I They have little stools and boxes that they sit on and kind of tree stumps, things like that. I hope I'm not interrupting anything important. 
Well, not as important as having visitors. We don't have visitors often. Now tell me, what is your business here? She says, yes, what is your business here? Well, that's something of a long story. I, um, I think it, I can trust the two of you to be, um, uh, to keep these, so, so, this story to yourself. You yeah. seem to be in charge around here, and I'm sure you're trustworthy, but, um, if the news of, uh, what I'm about to tell you got to, got out, it might be dangerous, you understand. Oh, well, nothing is much more dangerous than being in a rebel camp, I will tell you. Go ahead. What is your story? Well, uh, very well. Well, you see, um, uh, my friends and I are adventurers. I'm sure that you have heard of adventurers before. And um, we have been traveling the Empire in, in, uh, in battling the forces of chaos, wherever we find them. Well, you've come to the right place, I'll tell you. Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, we have... Um, we have successfully um, broken up a, a demonic cult that was um, threatening the entire city of Bogenhofen. And Their uh, eyes opened wide. Yes. Uh, and um, in the course of doing that, we discovered correspondence between these cult members and a certain... Well, she styles herself as a noble, but I, I think it's more... Of, she's, she's clearly more of a witch. Um, who is living outside the city of Grisenwald, which is not too far from here. I'm sure you've heard of it. Anyway, um, we've been tracking her, hoping to um, stop her uh, her reign of foul magic. Uh, and our journey has brought us to you. We believe that um, she she passed through Wickendorf um, sometime within the last week and headed in your direction. Really? Well, I did hear of a of a noble lady who came to Wickendorf. And, uh, Sigurd says, uh, Yes, uh, we, we have some eyes and ears in the, in the town. And, uh, we did hear of, of, uh, someone, someone of that description about a week ago or so. She, uh, we believe she is on the trail of a large piece of warpstone that fell from the sky about 200 years ago. Uh, and... <laughs> was... <laughs> you think warpstone exists? Um... Your father's been scaring you with tales. I think that the, uh, I think that if that is the only thing that can account for what has been happening in this town, surely you have seen the evidence yourself. Have you, the, 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 the vast numbers of mutants that are, that are hiding in the town, the, the changes that have been fallen, the, the, the watchmen, um, the darkening of the lands around, surely you've traveled through the forest. Um, Sigrid says that. I blame this on uh, the oppressive rule of the von Wittgensteins. They have, they have caused the town to uh, fall into upheaval, and and uh, the townspeople do have, have no hygiene. They uh, they uh, <laughs> and they are all inbred. But surely this cannot account for the vast numbers of mutations and the and the curse that has befallen the surrounding lands. Surely you have seen the monsters that dwell within the surrounding forest. There are beastmen, to be sure, out there. I think um, all of these things are sure signs that the power of chaos has fallen across these lands, and at the center of such a powerful manifestation of chaos lies the warpster. Sigurd turns to him and she says, Perhaps the boy uh, speaks the truth. What do you think of this? He kind of scoffs and he says, I don't know about this. 
Have you heard of uh, Dagmar Wickendorf? Wickenstein. Wickenstein, sorry. Uh, they kind of look at each other. Um, they shake their heads. About 200 years ago, he was the ruler of, Cass- of uh, Wickendorf. And um, he set off on a quest to, uh, uh, to the river Narn, which um, lies northeast of here uh, um, as an offshoot of the river Stir. And he had learned um, of this warp stone from records that were kept at an observatory outside of Altdorf. And he set off to retrieve the warp stone and bring it back here. Um, we have uncovered evidence that he was successful uh, and that the warp stone is probably still around here somewhere. That is what Atalka is looking for, and it is in everyone's best interest that she should not find it. Uh, they they nod their heads and uh, they say, well, he says, oh, well, uh, if, you, if we could help you, I guess we would, but uh, can't say we've been coming across any pieces of warp stone. No, and, uh, I'm certain, although I, I imagine that some of your trackers and hunters disappear occasionally in the forest and are never heard from again. Uh, she says, well, for the most part, we are keep them safe. You do know of Rhea, don't you? Big intelligence I, test. <laughs> Give me some information. I scratch my head. Uh, I scratch my head. I make it's it really, uh, with it's really common test. knowledge of the Empire, and this is pretty basic. I'll give you plus 20. Okay, I don't have common knowledge of the Empire. Is that That's not a basic skill. Right, okay, then then, I'll, then you can just use your intelligence. I rolled a 27. It's actually, common, the Wastelands would know just as much about it, so you can uh, use that. Sure, okay, that's, uh, yeah, so I have a degree of success. Okay, so, uh, Rhea is a god, a goddess, and uh, she's married to Tall in, in mythology. Um, they're sort of the uh, king and queens of nature, it's a little bit different from the the uh, the old gods of the trees and the streams. These are actually people. Um, and I don't want you flip, flip to the core rules. With a degree of success, you can know what's in there. Let's, uh, let's see. I love that the hygiene causes mutations. Old Spice Body Wash! Block extra limbs for 16 hours! <laughs> Do we need any NPCs? I should uh, a bunch. How do you spell it? Udo. Uh, Paul and Rhea. Sigrid and Oh, they're okay. Udo? Yes. Okay. Uh, Why do you read it out loud if there's anything important there? Okay. Um, Two. Sigrid. The beginning, they were worshipped as a single god. Um... Spring and autumn, and a masculine face in summer and winter. Winter is the of Ulrich. Some theologians speculate that Ulrich was once a part of Ishirnos, or what's now called Rhea as well, forming the triad. Um, Paul is the lord of beasts, forests, and mountains. Rhea is the power behind zephyrs and gentle wings. She's the midwife when animals are born and plants sprout, and she's the huntress who provides for her kin. Cultivating lands are her domains as our love and procreation. Um, Rhea is usually depicted as a lovely, motherly woman, her hair a tangle of flowers and branches, and her gown a weave of evergreen leaves and fragrant herbs. Or she appears as her doe, her primary totem. Um, uh, 
She uh, okay. she she gestures behind her, and there's now that you've reached into your memory banks, <laughs> uh, you see what, what must be what must no, be an altar to reenter. Apparently, the leaders uh, some of the symbols, a flower, and a, and a doe statue. Definitely against um, the and the yeah, there's a place. There's a there's a there's a book oh, there. I think so. Some of some of her sayings, perhaps. Uh, that, but that she reads. They're not especially like that. Yes. I say, uh, I have witnessed the power of Rhea and the surrounding lands. Certainly, it has kept the chaos at bay in this area. But she says, uh, "Yes, I say, I say, the prayers nightly." Is there a um, uh, what? Uh, what you can help us most uh, about is information. I would like to know. Um, more about what's been happening in the town, and I'd also like to know about this forest, if you don't mind. I suspect that the warp stone is, is lies at the heart of darkness within the forest. If there is some place like that within the forests, it would help be helpful to know about it. Uh, Udo says, uh, "I know, I know everything of the forest, and uh, I can tell you that there is no such place. Um, in fact, the chaos grows stronger the closer one gets to the town." Um, well, it's possible and, and, and the one that's still in town. Sigrid says, uh, um, "So this this witch you speak of, she is in our forest." Yes, we know she must be found. Indeed, um, she is ex- extremely dangerous and very powerful. We believe she's traveling in the company of four or five soldiers uh, on horseback. Although it can be difficult to use horses in these woods, they should not be too difficult to find. Um, for seasoned trackers, but I fear none of my companions have the necessary skills. Uh, Udo says, well, uh, my boy is one of the best trackers in our in our village. Perhaps uh, he could assist you? We would be most grateful for any assistance he could provide. Um, but I should caution you that um, when we bring a Talca at bay... It is likely to be an extremely dangerous confrontation. Hmm. Well, uh, perhaps some of our villagers would go with you? We would be deeply grateful for any assistance you could provide, as I said. I just want you to make sure you know up front that it's going to be dangerous. Well, uh, perhaps a little uh, tit for tat, as they say. Perhaps you could assist us with uh, overthrowing the Von Wittgenstein. So he slams his fist on the table. I don't like them anyways. <laughs> um, I say, certainly, um, we've had a glimpse of this Margaret on our, when we traveled through town, and she seems... Marguerite to- must die! Do not say her name in my presence. Call her that woman. That is all she deserves. Yes, well, we had a look at that woman on our way through town, and she certainly seemed to be a vile, evil... A ruler who's probably, and I don't have any proof of this, but I suspect she's conducting human sacrifices inside that castle. Yes, she is, and I have proof. You should speak. You should speak with uh, one of our villagers who has been inside of her dungeon. Yes, we would like that very much. Um, uh, what? So, what can you tell me about um, Marguerite and her family? I, I any information you could provide would be helpful. Um. Ingrid kind of, or sorry, uh, Sigrid starts off, and she says, uh, you know, how she grew up in in uh, Wittendorf, kind of on the outskirts, and uh, 
that um, they uh, she was a uh, she was the daughter of the town's miller, and no milling happens in the town anymore. Um, so she was the daughter of the town's miller, and um, that you know things had been bad, and but most people blamed it on the curse of the von Wittgensteins. But uh, um, about two years ago, uh, things had kind of taken a turn for the worse. When once Marguerite had taken over, and, and she blames everything on Marguerite and her influence, um, but the forces of chaos seemed to get stronger at that time. And at that time, her husband was abducted and taken to the castle and never seen again. And uh, she fled for her life, knowing that they would come after her eventually. It was only luck that she wasn't at home at the time. So she fled into the forest and found that uh, a few others had fled into the forest, and they found this clearing, and um, this camp started about a year and a half ago. Uh, and it's been kept secret ever since. Um, what can you tell me about her followers? Um, Who else lives at the castle? Uh, she says that they, they have visitors occasionally. People come up either from the river or they travel through the countryside. Um, and they occasionally visit. But uh, no one really, you know, people kind of like a Telka who occasionally, you know, why it wasn't completely un- unheard of for someone to. So they get visitors, but mostly it's just the garrison and the family. So there's sort of an extended family who lives there, uh, the Von Wittgensteins, but they don't really know how many members there are. And then there's the contingent of guards who've been employed by the Von Wittgensteins for generations. Does she know how many guards there are? Um, I really don't know. See, we've been we've been meaning to overthrow them for a long time, but you know we we, we don't have the we don't have true weapons here. You know, we have bows and arrows, we have sharpened spears, but um, you know we've made our own leather armor, but we don't think we can stand up to the force of. Uh, soldiers in full plate mail. We also don't have the training and the and the and the discipline. I, I fear. Also, they have their castle walls, which seem in, impenetrable. So what we need to do is kill a whole bunch more of those rat people, take all their armor and their stuff. <laughs> and I'm a sergeant, so I have command, so I'll be able to train all these people. Yeah. And we got six them in a formidable. Yeah, six months from now, we have a formidable <laughs> fight. Build some battering rams, perhaps, and some scaling ladders. Yeah. In the meantime, Atelka is performing the ritual to destroy the world. Oh, well. And everybody, yeah. everything's overrun with white energy, and we all die. <laughs> <laughs> it's white energy! That is awesome. White uh, power. Yep. Anytime you want to be reminded of him, just look at the GM screen. Where's He's over there. Wherever he is. Oh, yeah. The guy with the side. Uh, <coughs> um... Um, she she says uh, um, that um, well you know perhaps one one way to learn how many guards there are because we we can only speculate would be to uh, do some sort of reconnaissance. Um, oh, I gotta get this guy's name up. Anyway, are any of us any good at reconnaissance? Not really. Zed's okay. Zed's okay. Zed is like, yeah, he's okay. He's not great. All right. Um, 
Um, Manu is probably amazing. So Stefan, Stefan Tinkret, he is the man who uh, was inside of their dungeon, and he escaped. Though he is not quite the same man he was before he went in. But he escaped through a secret passageway that apparently connects to the dungeon. I don't think even the von Wittgensteins know about it. Stefan, you say. Oh, yeah, I'm not there. I knew something like this would turn up eventually. <laughs> Too bad that that was right. Von Wittgenstein didn't know about it. <laughs> um, she says, uh, and, uh, yes, there's, there's a system of tunnels that go underneath the, uh, go underneath the, uh, the spire that houses the first castle. But, uh, no one goes in there. What do you mean the first castle? Well, let me look at the, show you, show you this. So, the, she, she's referring to the part of the castle that's closer to the town. There's like three parts to it, right? You've seen the... Where's uh-huh. the picture? I don't know. Maybe the first castle is not a very good description, but the, the first part of the castle. Mm-hmm. So she's basically saying there's some sort of system of tunnels that goes under there. But uh, but Stefan would know more about it. What can you tell me about this physician character? Oh, uh, you, you mean Jean. Jean. Jean is one of her pets. He should be killed. Yes, I thought so, but I wasn't entirely sure. Oh, I don't think John is quite so bad. He he means well, but he can't do anything for those forceps. No, he is he meets with Marguerite, that woman. You've seen them together? Uh well that's that's what our, our eyes and ears tell us. We haven't I haven't been in the town in over a year. Do the dogs ever venture into the forest? Yes, they do. I, I worry that they uh, that they will encounter us one of these days. They're, they've been looking. They've been looking for a while now. Have you ever uh, killed one of them? Uh, our, one of our hunters has. Yes. They travel in pairs generally, and uh, they they've been looking before, through the forest. But it's a it's a large and dense forest. It's hard. It, we're hard to find. Um, and they've only been looking for a few months. How have you gotten a look at what they look like underneath that armor? Uh, I haven't seen them. The men who killed them said they were hideous, ugly men. Is um, one of the men who killed him in the camp now? I'd like to speak to them if possible. Thanks for a second. He says, uh, it was a couple of months ago. I don't remember who that was. Well, perhaps we'll ask around. Um, so you, okay, well, um, I'll let you guys know before we leave the camp, um, but uh, in the meantime, I'd suggest you keep an eye out for Italka. That's what this witch's name is. Um, she's sure to be around here somewhere. Very well, perhaps, uh, yes, we should... We can start looking, but I don't know which way to look. I'll send, send, uh, we'll send my son with you. I can help you track her down. Uh, very well. Um, the help he, he, would be he, most he, appreciated. Uh, he kind of escorts you out of the tent, and he starts calling after his son. 
Well, let me introduce you to my companions. This is um, Triax, the We're devoted outside. follower of Sigmar, yeah. <laughs> and Brutus, ex-marine and all-around um, scoundrel. I'm a merchant. <laughs> uh, well, that he, he shakes both of your hands. This is Udo. Um, he's one of the leaders of the rebel camp. Oh, pleasure to meet you, Udo. Pretty soon, a uh, kind of slightly built seventeen-year-old boy shows up. Um, no, he's the same age as me. No. <laughs> yeah, he seems a little less traveled than you. He kind of has <laughs> kind of a, a wide-eyed look to him. And uh, he says, yes, father? Yes, uh, meet these men. This is uh, Nigel, Triox, and Brutus. Uh, this, is, this is my son, Hilder. He, uh, he shakes your guys' hands. Pleasure to meet you, Hilder. I understand you're uh, quite a tracker. Ah, yes, Definitely. Good. We have need. What would you like trapped? Need of somebody with your skills. Here, uh, perhaps, or uh, I relay to you guys what I what we discussed. In the tent. You guys could overhear up a good chunk of it from the tent, through the tent file. Oh, okay. Uh, no, we're tracking more uh, cunning prey than that. So uh, if the chaos meteor isn't here. Then why is Atelka here? In the forest. I forest. Well, there's two possibilities. Well, the first is, is that um, Marguerite and Atelka are in cahoots, and she sent Atelka into the forest to spy out the location of the rebel camp so she can destroy it before she gives Atelka access to the warp stone. The second possibility is that she lied to Atelka and told her that the warp stone was in the forest when it's really in the castle. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it either. Either way, I don't like it. The fact that Atelka didn't just kill Marguerite and take whatever she wanted means that both foes are formidable. I agree. It's too bad we can't let them duke it out before we engage one or the other. Also, if Atelka's looking for this camp, I'm curious why she hasn't found it yet. But it might have meant that the Hand of Sigmar just guided us here and she's having a much harder time with her witch gods and whatever she uses. Indeed, there seems to be a powerful aura of divine protection around this camp. It probably has something to do with it. So, so, yeah, so anyways, we're tracking uh, people on horseback. So your plan is to people lead this wee lad back to the entrance of the forest? Well, I don't know. I wanted to discuss that with you, but the Pluto um, here seems to think that... Um, Seems to want us to try and assassinate Marguerite. Really? He's, in return, he's agreed to help us in tracking down Atalka. But you saw all those guards, right? They're in, like, full plate. And we can't really beat that. Well, you don't even have a warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your new sword. Perhaps it does something. Come on, we've gotten into places more heavily guarded than this. We have. You have. <laughs> there's a castle up there. Like, there's one warehouse. And uh, it that merchant's house with the four foot wall that was, that was okay. going there. Those walls were 12 feet. Um, the sewers. Okay, you're right. That's heavily guarded. Yeah, right? See, there you go. Besides, yeah, you guys got into Tugan's estate. That's worth something. But that's not a castle. Besides, um, there's apparently a secret passage, unknowns to the guards, that leads into the heart of the castle. Really? Who is... Who, how do you know about this? 
Because um, one of the members of his camp escaped through it. Uh, we were just on our way to talk to him. Oh, what was so name? what are we doing? Stephane. Are, we, Stephane. are we tracking Atelka or are we killing this Marguerite woman? Or are we going to like huddle up and figure out our next move? If Atelka is looking for this camp and she's been hired or made a deal... Wait, why is Atelka looking? I thought we were looking for Atelka. Isn't she going into some forest? Yes, this forest. We were hoping... That Atelka would lead us to the Warpstone. Right. But now it appears that the Warpstone is actually in the castle all was in the castle all along. Oh, okay. So that means Atelka was sent out oh, here for a different thought, purpose. Oh, you thought Margarita lied to Atelka? Or, I thought Marguerite told Atelka that the Warpstone was in the forest. That's why. Or, I or thought maybe she would lead no, maybe it's but, like Marguerite's got the Warpstone and she will give it to Atelka if Atelka deals with these rebels. That's a possibility. Or finds them for her. Right. Okay. So we so we need to find Atelka to see if Atelka is... Well, what we really need to do is find and destroy the warp stone, which is in the castle. Well, if you think it is. I think it's in the castle, since it's not in the forest. Udo seems quite certain about that. Uh, okay. So, I guess we should talk to this person. What's his name? Stefan. Stefan. All right, lead the way. Okay. So, uh, um, Builder says, oh, you want to see Stefan? Well, right this way. He brings you around sort of to the back of uh, one of the tents, and there's a kind of an older, crippled man. He, he, his legs don't seem to work. He's on, a, he's on a sling of sorts so that people can help him move around. Um, his legs are there, but they're kind of withered away um, and, and seem like they, they must not work. He's... Uh, Kind of very slowly and methodically making arrows. He has sort of a pile of sticks, and he's got some feathers. And uh, but you know, you would think a true Fletcher could make arrows about three or four times as fast as this guy's going. Um, and he kind of every once in a while he kind of stops and stares into space for a few seconds. And then he kind of looks back to his work and continues. Uh, he looks over at you guys eventually after you've been standing there for a good thirty seconds. He says, hey, "Can I? Can I help you?" Perhaps. Are you, uh, Stefan? I... Yes, yes I am. Um, I understand that um, you recently escaped from the von Wittgenstein's castle. He kind of starts to shudder a little bit. Where he'll pull you back. No, <laughs> he starts to shudder a little bit, and he kind of rocks back and forth. Eventually he goes, yes. I say, um, your friend uh, Udo has asked us to Help him by out by killing Marguerite. He nods his head. So, um, we need you to tell us everything you can about the inside of that castle. He starts to shake a little bit more. He says, well, I, I was kidnapped out of the town, and, uh, and uh, I was taken to the castle. So, I saw it, yes, there is a... A, a large gate at the front. They have a they have a, a windows above the gate that they shout through at people as they come in. And uh, there's a there's a wall. He kind of describes. You can actually kind of see it on this picture. It's kind of this wall that he describes that kind of sticks out of the castle and goes around. He says there's sort of uh, a tower 
kind of on, on this portion of the wall. Um, and then uh, he describes being taken in, into this sort of first castle and then into the second one, which he describes as a, kind of more of a guardhouse. And then into this third one where he was taken into a, uh, a large building uh, kind of at the far end of the courtyard. Uh, from there, he was taken down a group of stairs uh, and into a dungeon, uh, with, which had several cells in it. Um, and he says, uh, there was a big man, a very big man, and he did this, and he points at his legs. Luckily, I guess, I did not know where the rebel camp was, and so I did not tell them. He says, sir. But, uh, the cell that I was kept in was, uh, well, the bars were just far enough apart at one end where I was able to slip through. They were a little bit rusty, and one of the bars had a bit of a wiggle to it, and I slipped through in the middle of the night, and I crawled around in the dark. And I crawled and I crawled and I found the door, but it was locked. So I crawled some more. And somewhere in the back of the dungeon was a loose stone. And I pulled this loose stone open, and there was a small passageway that I could fit through. So I don't remember too much after that, but there were many there were many tunnels that I had to pull myself through on my hands. My feet hardly worked. Um, down one passageway were rats. They were huge and ugly. They were the size of dogs, I tell you. I did not go that way. No, but I found I found an I found a way out. There was a uh, an, there was an exit to the cavern. Kind of describes it. He it would be on the back side of this. He says it was out. I could see the river right down below, and I knew the way back lay only murder and rats. So I threw myself off of the off of the cliff, and I landed in the water, and then I managed to crawl back to town. That's an incredible story. And how did you end up here? Incredibly sad. So the tunnels... Well, led some you... of the townsfolk found me. and uh, The tunnels led me back from... And I eventually came back here. Beneath the keep on the island, underneath the river, into the cliff, or just underneath the first castle? Underneath the river. You said the dungeons were underneath this castle, right? Right. And the hole that he escaped in was underneath that castle. Oh, no. So the tunnels must have gone underneath the river. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't drawn quite right, now that I look at it. They're actually connected here. So it must have been something like this. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I drew that all the way down to the river, didn't I? Yeah, they're, they're, they're actually connected. Okay. Um, we make, I make him, like, describe the exit from the tunnel as precisely as he can. He says, uh, he, he, he describes it, it sounds like it's pretty high up, like he must have fallen a good mm, 30 feet, perhaps. Um, he says that there's, he says that there's other, there's other tunnels that go into the side of the hill in that area, but that's not the only exit. Hmm, okay. I, I asked him about the other prisoners. Did he see any of them? 
Uh, he only saw corpses besides himself. Did he see any other guards besides the big guy that he described in the dungeon? Inside the dungeon? Um, he says that that uh, guards would occasionally come down, like when a cell was being opened, uh, you know, like when his cell was opened, like a couple of guards would come in and, you know, make sure everything was in order as the cell was opened, and then, uh, then they'd go back up the stairs when he was put back in his cell. Okay. Did he see... He never laid eyes on anybody else, though, besides guards and that big guy? While he was inside? Yeah. No. Did they take him out of his cell to torture him? Mm-hmm. Where did they take him when they took him out of his cell? It's in the same dungeon. It's just next to the cell, basically. It's a, it's a large chamber. Does he remember the, like, the hallway and the, the passageways between his cell and the torture chamber? Uh, he kind of describes it like it's one big room. The cell and the torture chamber? Yeah, but there's sort of bars that separate the cells from the area, from the torture table. Okay. You guys have any questions? Mm, nope. How are we supposed to tell which tunnel is the right one? The tunnel you crawled through, we'll you said it was the ball. You said it was pretty tight. Like, could a man in like full male armor or plate armor crawl through there? Uh, he says that the, you know, when he the when the exit was at the dungeon, or, or I guess for him it was the entrance. Um, it was pretty tight, maybe, uh, maybe three and a half feet tall, but yeah, you could certainly get through that with uh, you know, maybe three and a half feet wide. Okay. All right. And the rest of the tunnel system was bigger, like he, he could stand, or if he if he could, he he could, yeah, he could have stood, he would have. <laughs> uh, what's the kid's name again? Hilder. Hilder. Hilder, do you, um, we heard your father tell us that some of the hunters had managed to kill... Uh, a couple of the city guards. Do you happen to know who that was? Um, uh, he says yes. Uh, yeah, I, I remember who that was. Um, we would like to speak to him, if possible. Can you take us to him? Um, there's a 50-50 chance that person happens to be in town now. You can roll it. He's here. Here. I think I didn't roll that for spellcasting. <laughs> Doubles? <laughs> no, I just rolled a one, uh, one, two. Oh, I would have failed whatever I was trying to cast. Right. Um, okay, so he, he introduces you to a hunter who uh, who uh, who was in fact the person who uh, who killed one of the guards. Uh, ah, yes, shot him through the eye socket. Was it was a marvelous day. Yes. Could you describe what he looked like underneath his armor? Well, uh, I only took off his helmet. His uh, his body stank even worse than it did when he was alive after I killed him. But uh, it was a sight to behold, I tell you. His uh, his nose was missing. His uh, face was full of warts. And uh, he must have been an ugly son of a bitch, I tell you. And he was wearing the full suit of armor? He was. And what did you do with the armor? I left it there. What would you do with it? You take it, and you use it against your enemies. I wasn't going to touch that. 
I wash it off first, unless you want like warts all over your body. Uh, okay, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the story. Did you have any problem getting the helmet off of his head? He shakes his head. No. Do you still have that helmet? No, I left it there too. The one like plate I could actually wear without lowering my agility. So the very rough plan is we sneak into the castle and we kill three guards one at a time and we take their armor and we put it on. And, and we look around with guards. And close with guards and look around. Can you even wear armor? Would that like lower your encumbrance? I wouldn't be able to cast magic very easily, but I can I can wear it. Mm. My encumbrance is not so bad now that I'm not carrying around like twenty books. We should track our teleport before we go into the castle. The castle is always going to be there. We don't know how close the top is going to come to finding this camp. Um. Unless she's already left the woods and is back at the castle with Marguerite. Which is a distinct possibility since I don't trust that doctor fellow as far as I can throw him. And he might be lying about it other coming into the woods at all. I hadn't considered that. Well, I'm a little bit leery of um, well, I don't know. Um, we could go back and propose that strategy to Udo, I guess. I think he's under the impression that we're going to check out the castle first. So if we change our minds, we should let him know. Um, as for myself, I guess it doesn't really matter which order we do things in. I think the castle is ultimately more important. But... If the castle is where the evil meteor is, then yes. But... We've got to stop Atelka from whatever she's doing. You know what she's doing. She's trying to find the meteor. Yes, but we've got to stop her from whatever she's currently engaged in in her if quest we, to if find we, the if meteor. We get the, if we get the stone, Atelka will come to us. It's that simple. And then we can stop her, because like, we'll know where she is. Yes, but if we leave and Atelka kills all these people... Atelka... I don't think Atelka is truly that dangerous without the stone. I mean, she's certainly capable of killing a number of people, but she's not going to end the world unless she gets her hand on the stone. If we can destroy that, all the better if we do it before she gets her hands on it, because it's going to be a lot easier, to, much more difficult after she gets her hands on it. Well, since we have no idea where she actually is, and we do know where the castle is. I guess that's our. I guess I was thinking we could go to the castle, and by the time we got back, they might have tracked her down. Since I did tell them to look for her. Hilder, Hilder, pipes. Hilder pipes up, and he says, "If there's five of them on horseback, I can track them without any problem." That's a dangerous proposition, mate. What if you found them? Who are you talking to? Anyone who's listening. <laughs> we don't have to accost them. We could just look at them. And if they happen to look at your back, 
Well, they, they won't look at me back. That's confident, are you, lad? I give him a shot. I would I tend to would. agree. I don't think they have anyone amongst their company that's particularly wood wise. We don't know who's in our company. It's not a bunch of ruffians. But certainly... We know some of who's in their company. I mean, they have that dwarf with them, right? And we know who they hired, or like where uh, they hired people at. The dwarf exploded in an observatory. Oh. Well, didn't they take somebody from the observatory with them? No? Remember she hired, like, a whole bunch of... She hired a few people... She hired some soldiers like, yeah, right at the town. Room. Yeah. So oh, and Ernst is there. Ernst is still with her, right? Oh, yeah, he's a man of the forest. The and he's... Yeah, it's certainly not woodwise. <laughs> Uh, she would be the only one that I would be really worried about, but she doesn't seem to, her skills seem to lie in other areas. I think they could probably track her without being seen. Well, if you're that confident, then do it. If those tracks are even hers. It might prevent this town from getting wiped out, or this camp from getting wiped out, if they, he successfully tracks them, and then he can, like, give warning that they're, like, coming. I mean, we could try and we could try and track down a Talcad and maybe learn some more about the castle before we invade it. That's also a bad point. What? Just try to overhear like some random conversation, or no? Just, we like, would take have out to Atelka. kill Atelka, capture one of her followers, and persuade him to tell us what he knows. We kill Atelka. That's just like we win. <laughs> but you, you just make it sound. You, you just make it sound so easy. <laughs> I don't think we can take on Atelka with like the four of us. Uh, then what are you even doing here, mate? Uh, I don't know. We have all this camp of revelers. We like. How about we just say like, look, we found Atelka. Everybody, arm up. We're going after her. And she has fire shield, and all it's, of their arrows are useless. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hard to lead an army against a party of four. <laughs> I guess they could kill all of her. You characters. can take care of Atelka, and we, yeah, they, they, they can take care of all the extras. <laughs> I'm sure as soon as Atelka saw the army, she'd be she'd tell her followers to charge us because. Take on that army, mate. <laughs> Just like shoot the horses down or something. Ernst is almost certainly a spellcaster as well. Of course he is. I'm not sure how powerful he is. He's probably like a necromancer. I don't know. Do you think they're leveling up as fast as we are? So you got to take that into account. So he's a, a journeyman wizard. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's probably fast powerful. Which he, he started about as powerful as you did at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know if anyone's been quite as busy as Nigel. <laughs> well, I don't know. Lots of irons in the Ernst fire. Has probably been, I think Ernst has been pretty busy. So, do we go visit the doctor guy who's been consorting with the enemy? Uh, want to find out what he knows about the castle? He's not going to tell us voluntarily. What did Udo say about him? That he's evil? Udo is convinced that he's... Uh, in cahoots with Marguerite. I'm convinced too. Uh, what's her name? The girl. Just because he's Sigrid. handing out like. Sigrid didn't think so. Wasn't so sure. He's handing out like some sort of blue Powerade drink. Yeah. I've never seen him drink his own elixir. Uh, the, the, the blue elixir is very suspicious. That's for sure. 
sure. Well, I think that's a waste of time. We should probably either track Atelka and then, like, do the whole raid, like, get them all armed up and attack them, or we just go in the castle. Just like the, That's not going to work, mate. What's not going to work? Getting a bunch of peasants armed and then trying to trying to track down a group of four people. They'll hear you coming from a mile away. No, no, no we don't track, track them, down. them down. You lead them into an ambush. We track them so we find them, then we, like, leave. And, like, we keep tracking them. Or, and then one person goes to get everyone else and sets up an ambush or something like that. There's another problem, too. I have no idea how we're going to destroy this warp zone. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Sigmar will guide my hand. Can we just? All right, I'll leave it up to you then. We can leave in that non-magical spot and just like bury it there under some stone. Yes, we're not going to bury the evil chaos meteor. See, I'm not sure that the... I, I think the warp stone might be more powerful than the non-magic spot. <laughs> you get some of that, that uh, fungus and we just, like, dump it onto the stone. And we're going to have to destroy it. I don't know how we're going to do that. Like, the safest way is probably to break it up into a bunch of small pieces and try and scatter them so they'll be less dangerous. But that's going to be really dangerous. <laughs> There's no, like, handy volcanoes around that we can throw it into. You can make a, uh, a difficult knowledge demonology test to see what you know about destroying warp stone. Great. Minus ten. Wow. I actually made it. My dice are on fire tonight. Yep, I made it. No No degrees of success with a minus ten. Okay. Um... You've read in some books about uh, you know what it might take to destroy Warpstone, and of course there there are some conflicting uh, accounts. But the but your your guess would be that it's difficult to destroy. However, it can be contained and rendered harmless. And one of the the primary way that uh, people who know about this stuff know to render it harmless is using lead. That w- it uh, doesn't seem to permeate lead, so if it were to be placed inside of something made entirely of lead, it would be harmless. I relay that information to you guys. Do we have any lead box? It's scary, so there's a shite out of me that you even know that. <laughs> Actually, that was relayed a little bit. So yeah, alluded to by the ghost. It was alluded to by the ghost. The guy, the, the ghost said that the guy brought a big lead box with him. Yeah, but the ghost isn't my traveling mate. Wow, we should bring a big lead box with us if we're going into the castle. Hey Udo, do you have a big lead box? <laughs> I'd be surprised if there's as much as a, a lead arrowhead in this entire camp. Is a Talcum's box made out of lead? The one that we, the chest we opened? No, it was a wooden chest. Wooden with iron bands. I have a metal chest, but I'm pretty sure it's just steel. Yeah, that's a thin steel chest. Probably like an iron alloy of some sort. It's not like true steel. Sure. 
so wait, we're gonna have this warp stone with us, and like we're gonna just like sailing down the river with it for like weeks on end. I have no idea. Then we're gonna mutate by the time we find a lead <laughs> or something. Walk, you just walk it. We're gonna like bag. We just walk in a camper van. I, 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 our our best, best bet is every sales tag is like, oh, you get a corruption point. Our best oh, bet is to find. Oh, you get a corruption point. Our best bet is to find the lead box that the guy brought it into the castle with. Yeah, hopefully it's just sitting in the castle inside a lead box. All right, or maybe the evidence separate. would suggest otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's in the castle. The lead box might still be in the castle somewhere. Yeah, if we find, maybe even if we don't find the warp stone, if we find the lead box, I'll count that as a victory. Because that thing's probably worth a lot of money. Well, it's priceless to us because we need it to cart the warp stone around. <laughs> like, yeah, even if we found one, we'd probably just have to steal it if we couldn't afford it. <laughs> All right, so Italka or the castle? I don't know. What do you think? Let's make up. The, let's make a decision here. Well, my plan for Italka, nobody seems to like. That's because I still don't. What was your plan for Italka? The peasant army. Uh, that requires finding her, and we don't even know that she's here. We know where the castle is. Well, the guy seems confident he can... I can find her. Yeah. Traveling on horses in the forest? But it, we don't know. If only if you believe the doctor's story that she came in here in the first place. We found evidence ourselves that she came into the, into the forest. There was the camp at the edge of the forest, and there was horse manure at the edge of the forest as well. Horse manure? This is a piece of cake. Let's go. I'm gonna, I'll find her. All right, let's do it. Let's find her. Is that what you want to do? Yep. Is that what you want to do? I'm open to that. All right, let's do it. What kind of what kind of weapon do you use? Uh, I have a great axe and a or I have a battle axe and cutlass. Okay. Uh, if you want a weapon, Hildur says to you, "Do you know how to use a sword? I've always wanted a sword." Yes, I know how to use a sword. Can you teach me? Sure. I guess it's a basic weapon, but uh, he, 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 seems, he seems to think it does a max, have, must take some masterful skill. Does he have any experience? We only have one sword in the party, uh, and he has it. I have a cutlass, which is like a short sword. A, yeah, like a type of short sword. Uh, he can borrow it. There's Ooh. a dirk in the party inventory he can just have if he wants it. No, what a sword! Okay. That's you a can, man's weapon! You can borrow this cutlass, but I don't know. It kind of sucks that I don't have it because if I'm fighting anyone with dodge blow, I'm just going to be owned without it. But we're, we're, so you guys have an extra sword? We have. We, he has a battle axe and a cutlass, mm-hmm. but he kind of wants to use them both depending on who he's fighting. I can use the dirk. I can use the dirk. There's two dirks in the party inventory that nobody's using. He's well, carrying. I'll, I'll take the. Dirk. I'll take one of the dirks and give him the cutlass. Okay. Uh, do you have any? Wait, <laughs> I won't say it like that. All right. Yeah, uh, he asked for a quick lesson. Yeah, I'll, I'll. We're not gonna go like right this second. So yeah, like a couple hours, I'll start training. Okay. He. Uh, he seems, to be, a, a pretty, oh, he seems yeah. to be a pretty quick study. I have nothing better to do. All right. You guys gonna train up any anything while you're here? Does he raise his, his weapon skill? Yeah, maybe he's got some experience lying around. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. don't have enough experience I'll buy to do one. anything except for buy a petty magic spell, which I don't want to. Does anyone else? Or does any do any of your friends want to train in uh, swords or dirks? <laughs> you have two friends. <laughs> um, yeah, there's another there's another young man. He's about uh, eighteen or nineteen, and uh, when he sees you guys sparring with weapons, uh, he seems very interested. He's you know he doesn't have a weapon of his own, and so he uh, we'll give him a dirk. Okay. 
He starts to learn the dirk. Actually, I have my own dagger, so that we have two extra dirks, so that I also have a dagger. I actually have an axe. My axe that I started with. Oh. You want to give it to him? Sure. All right. All right. We'll train with an axe. That's fine. We've got a cutlass guy and an axe guy. They're not all going to come, but... uh, Leave the dirks in the party with then. But I'm only... He's borrowing the axe. Yeah, I'm borrowing the axe. That axe has history. Uh, he, he he gives it back when you guys set off. Are there any are there any kind of supplies you want to take with you while you're? Uh... Yeah, we should take some food with us. I'll take weird Willie. What weapon is weird also weird if they have a lantern? Uh, weird Willie's not going into combat. I don't want Weird Willie to die. Well, he should carry a weapon if he's like attacks to defend himself. Weird Willie's like coiled. If up they have a lantern, in my pad, that would also be very helpful. Can you wear a shield? <laughs> um, <laughs> wrap around it. <laughs> the shield on the end. That is the silliest thing ever. Uh, yeah, they track you down the lantern that you can that you can use. <coughs> we, ne- we didn't own a lantern. I thought you did. Zed might have one. Okay. It might be on the boat with Zed. That's where he went back. <coughs> <coughs> okay. He had a sudden inclination that he desperately needed to finish studying the surgery pamphlet. <laughs> <coughs> I'm not leaving this boat until I finish learning this. <laughs> Alright, uh, so I guess it's the four of us are heading out. Okay, um, so he asks some general questions about where the, that camp was that you found. and, and I give uh, him as best information as I can describe. Okay, he seems to have a pretty good knowledge of the forest, and he says, oh, well, we'll start by traveling down the path. And he takes you to the path that you came in on, and uh, starts, to lead you, starts to lead you down it. Um, he kind of motions for you guys to stay a little bit back, and he, he uh, travels about... 15 yards in front of you guys. Alright. Okay. Um, you guys travel for... I'll put the lantern in the party. That's right. You guys travel for about an hour, and uh, the, the forest gets a bit darker and, and a bit more evil-feeling. And uh, about ten minutes after that, um, uh, Hildur comes back and he says, I think there's someone up ahead. I heard something. Are they coming this way? Are they coming this way? I I think I think so. Let me let me look. Maybe kind of sneaks up ahead a little bit, leaves you guys where you are. I say, uh, we should get off the path. Uh, but then he might not find us. He'll find us. Okay, get off the path. Um, he comes back a couple minutes later. He says they're on a different path, but it's not far from here. Is it them? Did you see them? Who is they? There's three men. They're wearing armor. Do they have horses? No. Is it black armor? Full plate? Mm, I I only saw them through the trees, but they were well armored. Black? No, I don't think so. Well, this could be like anybody. Anybody but... It's probably Castle Garden and on patrol. Is this a typical area for patrol? If it's true, then there's our armor right there. That's true. I have never seen them in this area Although, before. We're gonna have are you sure? Like three of them at once. Are you sure it's just those three people? Mm, pretty sure. Hey, got, by the way, do you want to try some potions? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you really say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, so, should we ambush them? He says, uh, "Well, you think we could take them? You size them up." He says, uh, they're traveling, they're traveling north. We could circle around them. They're going very slow. I certainly don't think 
you're going to find fewer than 30 very often. It's going to be a bitch climbing up that cliff in, with full plate mail, though. Not for me, buddy. <laughs> three, three, less, three, three guards that we take out now is three less we have to deal with, potentially, at, when we uh, storm the castle. All right. It does seem to be a no-lose situation unless we lose the fight. Well, <laughs> well if we, we lose this fight... If we're defeated by three dorky guards, we weren't meant to storm the castle. Fair enough. Wait, you say every every fight is against dorks, and if you like, think we, we can, can if you think we can circle around them without being seen, then we should do that. Get ahead of them and ambush them. He uh, he nods his head and he uh, starts to lead you off the path. The forest in this area isn't real dense with underbrush, and um, you're able to walk off of the path. Uh, I cast a channel and cast port now. Anybody drinking? Uh, Potions of mailed fists or anything like that. <laughs> uh, Alright, I got poured in. I mean, it might be worth it. What do I have? I, I only have two potions. Two potions. I have a potion of bow and arrow and a potion of mailed fists. This is probably a pretty good opportunity for the bow and arrow potion, since you're probably going to get a crossbow shot or two off of them. Although, I'm not sure crossbows would do anything against them. If anybody's using the bow and arrow potion, I would give it to the kid. <laughs> uh... Um, no, I probably if I drank anything, it'd be the male fist one. I'll probably save the bow and arrow one for a time when I'll be like doing nothing but shooting the bow and arrow. Or I'll probably just give it to someone else that's better. Uh, drink the male fist potion. It's probably just poison. Ah, uh, what the heck? Freaking consumables. Consumables never get used. I know, they you, always, <laughs> you always like, save them for later. You always save them for later, and then you end up never And that's even when we know what they do. When we don't know what they do, you know, this is probably, really never get used. This is probably going to be a tough fight. I'm going to use this consumable. Okay, right. go for it. I drank the potion with the male fist label. Awesome. Let me remind myself what it does. If it's, like, not plus 10 ballistic skill for a day, I'll skill like that. I'll be very surprised. It's strength. The bow and arrow? No, no. I didn't drink I drink oh, the, the, the male fist. fist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably strength. It's plus 20 to your strength. Plus 20 to my strength? <laughs> that might be permanent. It, yeah, it's permanent. Definitely not. <laughs> if it was like plus 5, then there's a chance. It is not Well, if it's only for like a year, then that's fine. Can you uproot a tree and smack them with it? No, but actually that's not a bad idea if you could find like something you could push onto them. I just want to start swimming now because my swim is like <laughs> off the chain. Yeah. Or start <laughs> rowing a boat. I could like out row like a sprinter. Alright, we circle around in front of them. Okay. Um, Hilder seems to know these forests they very, very well. And um, he takes you along an area. It's not really a path, but it's definitely an easily traversable it's actually part yeah, of part of the forest. Drink. Against heavy male guns, right? Eventually, and, and he seems to be leading you in an arced path. Eventually, you guys come across a trail. And, uh, is there a blank piece of paper I could use? Yeah, go for it. Gonna need to get some more paper for that. Yeah, we're running a little low. Um,. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a rise here. This is, uh, so water would flow downhill in that direction. Um, it's not real steep though, and uh, so he's led you over here. 
It's kind of a um, it's kind of a bunch of brush here. There's uh, there's some really like large trees. I mean, there's trees everywhere. I'm not going to draw them all, but they're kind of mo most most of them are pretty you know thin trees. But there's like three kind of thick trees here. There's another group of thick trees here. And when I say thick, I mean they're so wide that you could stand behind one without being seen. Okay, and then this is brush. So he's leading you guys here. And he kind of points to the path ahead and said, they'll get here in about ten minutes. All right, get my crossbow ready. All right, so we should position ourselves accordingly. Do I have any oil? We could lay out some oil on the path and light of the blaze right as they're standing on it. We need a lot of oil. I have, I have one of those poison grenades. Well, you should definitely run that. Wait, won't uh, that just like wreck us as much as them? Not a four. Not a four. Not a Yeah, that's true. Who? So somebody else should take it. I'm gonna have other stuff to do. Uh, that would be you. Wow. What's your ballistic skill? Not great. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Then. All right. Take take. Uh, there's another potion that might be. We have no idea what it is, but we found it with the one we think is a grenade. So it might be a grenade too. It's a different color. You could drink it. It's a grenade. Uh, or you throw it at them, and it's like they like lap it up, and they get stronger. <laughs> uh, we can give it to the kid. Hey, how good's your uh, throwing arm? Uh, good. All right, we'll give it to you. You can th you can toss this. It's a poison grenade. When they're oh when yeah, they're yeah the there's, there's a glass vial with a gray one and a, with a green one. We're pretty sure the green one's the grenade. The gray one might be a grenade too. It's probably just a smoke bomb, or it could be a smoke bomb though. All right, well we'll give him the green one and tell him we're pretty sure it's a grenade. Okay. So we'll get in position. We'll fire off some. I'll fire off a crossbow bolt. I think we ought to have. Like some of us in front of them, and like some of us behind them. Uh, I can be behind with the uh, the kid, and you two can be up front. For sure. All right. So you guys can take position behind these trees. Okay. And we'll take position behind these trees. And when they get to here, we'll uh, we'll ambush them. Okay. Or maybe what is this brush? That's brush. Yeah. Kind of a dense brush. The rest of the forest is you know it's got kind of thin trees. You know maybe uh, six inches. In diameter, uh, kind of scattered throughout. I couldn't possibly draw them all. Okay. Um, anything else we have that might be good? I'm probably just gonna like engage them after the first round of volley of arrows because I'm not. My bow and arrow is not really gonna get through their plate very well. Okay. And I assume you're just going to engage them as well, right? Right. Yeah. So the two of us can go melee, and you guys can do your thing. Okay. Even a kid can. Yeah, kid should probably stay back. <laughs> okay. All right. I tell. Okay, so uh, position. I tell. In that case, ready. I just won't have my crossbow at all, so I can have my shield, my sword if they're ready. Okay. So, Quick triax, you're going to be over here. You're going to be over here. 
Is that the front? Is that where they're coming from? They're coming this way. So yeah, Triax is going to be over there. How hard does it look like it would be to climb one of these trees? Mm. Well, the, the one of the larger trees. Well, just any tree around here, actually. The uh, well, the small trees are, are pretty difficult. They wouldn't really hold your weight. But lo- those lo- any of those large trees could be climbed, but you probably need a boost to get up to the branches because there's no branches that are really low. I don't. Brutus and I should be together. Because you're going to throw the grenade, and then it's very possible that they just scatter in three different directions. And then Brutus and I might be able to take one two-on-one before the other two can recoup fast enough to defend him. That's fine, if you'd rather do it that way. So the guys in the front will be you you and the kid, and me and will be... Or, uh, you'll be behind them, and we'll be... Sure, we can, uh, we can be up in the tree. That's fine. I have serious doubts that they're... Well... I don't know, does plate mail hinder your ability to climb trees? I guess it doesn't, although it seems like it should. Uh, I would give them a penalty. <laughs> All right. Doesn't hinder their ability to hack it down. Uh, <laughs> They're wasting their time hacking down a tree. We've won. All right, give, All right. Us, give Actually, us a boost off, and we'll, we'll, hide in the, we'll hide in the lower branches. Because the <laughs> they're ignoring us. There's like hack, hack, yeah, and we're, we're dead. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, give us a boost up, and me and the kid will hide in the lower branches of the tree, and we'll try and take right. it down with arrows. Weird Willie helps you up the tree. Okay. You just, like, pull on it and just, like, go up. It's like no way. Yeah, it can, it can climb up this tree kind of on its own if you want to command it to. I don't think it can pull you up, though. Why oh, not? Tie it, itself to it. It, it, it has yeah. strength three. It can certainly pull up Nigel or the kid. It, oh, okay. it, it can't just lift you straight up. It's not that strong. Oh, really? Weak. But it could... It could Wrap itself up and tie itself around the branch, like and you any, can climb it like a rope. Any person with string three is not going to be able to like pull someone up a tree, or yeah, while they're climbing it. Okay, so I guess I should race this then. So where are you all going to be? Uh, they're going to be up in trees, and we're just going to be. Well, I don't know. Maybe you two should hide behind this brush then. Okay. So we'll be up. Me and the kid will be up in these trees. Because still have no idea where the grenade came from, so they might just. They should be in sep- You should be in separate trees, just to give the illusion of more people. Okay. So or being attacked on different sides. Going to tie a rope, and ready to throw down in case we need to make a quick escape from this tree. I think it's better strategic, strategically, to be in separate trees. Sure. Okay, so from my, he'll be there and you'll be... My sergeant, uh, who trained me, told me this. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I defer to your sergeant. All right, so Nigel is, is in this tree, and then... Um, who's going to be in front between the two of you? Uh, the dwarf. Sure, if there is a front, I mean, we're both in the brush. Yeah, I'm going to... I, I wanna, I'm putting you there. I want a shot on where, once I enter the kill spot, I, I have a clean shot on the lead guy. All right. So. If you if you take a shot on the lead guy, then they're not going to split up. All three of them are just going to come this way. If the grenade just hits them, that's they'll, have, they'll have no idea where it came from. Well, so that's, that's so it's going to be the grenade's going to be the opening. So this salvo. is right. this and is the one that runs out. This is a crossbow bolt in the face. This one. This is a fit about fifteen yards. Right there. It'll be yeah. It'll be yeah. The poison grenade will be the first thing that happens, and then the crossbow bolt, and then we engage them. You can even do some like fake sounds from like behind them to try to like drive them towards us. If you cast it that far away, oh, maybe you should be back there so you can cast like some sounds of like charge up a tree. Sounds of charging men or something. 
You can't. Oh, what's the what's the range of your? A sound? Yeah. Yeah, it's like three yards. Three yard, three yards. Yeah. Wow, that's awful. Well, I guess it's. Not. It is a penny magic spell. Okay. Well, I guess that's the okay. question. So that's where you guys are going to be. Okay. Um. We could get the. Uh, oh, here's what we do. We use the rope, and we like have the rope hide back there, and like tie like some pots or something or uh, bells or something to it to make it sound like there's some activity like back here. What are you trying to get them to do? Chase it? Just uh, divert their attention, just so they're like oh. So there's like all these noises on multiple sides and all these attacks coming from different directions and noises and stuff. Just to kind of like, I would think it would distract them a lot more. That like they're so not you're hoping they're going to chase it. Well, no, I, I'm hoping there, I'm hoping that they, they don't know that they, they're like confused and they don't know which way to go once they once they get attacked. I'm not letting Weird Willie that part. All right, well there's your answer. All right, well, we'll hope, hopefully two attack two directions is enough. Okay, so you guys are... are I've just seen, like, the Patriot. Come on. Where is it? <laughs> so, uh, all right, so you guys are set up there. Get to and, uh, you start to hear the uh, the clank-clank of, uh, of armored men walking in your general direction. And, uh, Nigel, you can start to see them when they're over here walking in this direction. There are, in fact, three of them. They look like the guards that we saw in the town. Yes, they look just like those guards. Okay. Do we smell them before we see them? Uh, you don't smell them at this distance, no. Um, they uh, they seem to be, you know, looking out. Like, you know, they kind of stop, they look around, they continue on. They kind of look like they're looking for tracks or something uh, leading away from the path. But they're slowly making their way uh, down the path. Um, they get to here. Is that the kill zone? Not yet. Okay. Um, and Hilder had instructions for that point. Right. 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 So that's what he's going to do. Um, uh, when they get there, they kind of stop like they have been doing, and, and they look around. And uh, you guys can make concealment tests. Um, based on, like, where you guys all are, I'm going to give you all plus 30. All right. So my agility is plus 30. I succeed. I might actually point it if I suck. Nope, I make it. I can't fortune point it. I have no fortune points. Really? Really. I fail with no degrees of failure. Each fortune point. It's not the end of the world if they see me. Unless they have... Well, even if they have bows, it's still not the end of the world if they see me. (laughs) Okay. Um... One of them uh, kind of points up in your general direction and uh, and so it says something to the other ones. They don't seem to be like charging or anything, but they're kind of like... What language do I understand it? Can I hear them? You can make a, a perception test. Oh, complete and utter failure. By going to battle with no fortune points sucks. It does. Man, you spent them all pretty recently. Yep, I spent one. I spent the book on willpower tests to touch magic items. Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> then you only have two. Yep. Okay. Dwarves, not so fortunate. Okay. Um, did we get the rope lesson twenty-four hours ago? We did. Yes. Okay. I only have two left then, because I know I made a 
fortune point to try to grab it. Okay. They start to come off of the path a bit, and they're headed over into this direction. The best plan or plan's already gone to shit. Well, as, as soon as... Are they staying together? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, does anyone want to do anything? Not until the ship is thrown. Okay. Uh, they stop here, and... Uh, one of them kind of points up in the tree, and you you can hear one say, "I swear I saw something up there." It's, it's something is you, you over here. Um, All right. If I hear that, I cast sounds. Okay. Uh, All right. I succeed. I make the sound of uh, like like a bunch of birds like flying, like flying off. Yeah. Like fly, 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 fly. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, you, you hear, ah, oh, it's just a bunch of birds. Uh, they kind of they look up, they kind of look up, as they're looking a little bit more closely in your direction, you can make a second concealment test. So this time you only have plus 20. Oh, wow, okay, that's much better. I have four degrees of success. Okay. Um, they seem to uh, head back toward the path. Crisis averted. <laughs> All right, they get to here, and Hilder throws this uh, this uh, kind of glass vial type of canister that that you guys handed him, and he makes the whole test. Hope it does something. Uh, let's see, so that he he overthrows a little bit, lands about here. Does it get the two guys? Because uh, these two guys would just come barely. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so with a crack, this this thing kind of it kind of explodes a little bit on impact. I mean, not with a, a bang or a violent explosion, but the uh, green cloud just sort of emanates from it immediately, filling the filling the air very quickly. Uh, and they have to make toughness tests. One of them failed. The first time. The first time we'll actually find out what it is. <laughs> I, I didn't remember this stuff does. <laughs> oh, this was the Skaven. It's probably like minus five to inch in that bit. <laughs> yeah. Probably like the stupidest. Minus five to inch. If this takes your inch to zero, minus five weapon skill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he he falls to his knees and he starts coughing. He can't stop coughing. Oh, that's the attack signal right there before that wears off. Uh, yeah, I assume we're in initiative at, at that point. Yes, yeah, so we're, we're, we are in initiative. Um, let's see, these guys have an agility there, so... Don't forget, they have like minus armor. 10, yeah. No, they have like minus 15 with full plate. Yeah, full plate is minus 15. Unless it's shitty full plate, then it's like minus like 100 or something. <laughs> well, I mean, you have shitty agility anyways, so it really doesn't make a big difference. Okay. It doesn't, but... My agility minus 15 is, like, more than yours anyways. Well, okay, my agility is even the worst it could possibly be for a dwarf. Like... Yeah, you roll double ones or something yes, on it, Yes, double right? ones. Dwarves are already horrible, and I was going to mm-hmm. even for a dwarf. Horrible-er. Alright, Hilder has an initiative of 36. He wins. With the minus 15? That's that boy. Oh, the boy. He's not. He wins. Yeah, he crushes. I only have 
32. Like a dwarven. I'm at 33. Alright. Actually, like we're going to use the, the surprise rules for the first time. There are surprise rules. There are surprise rules. And really? the surprise is that there's surprise, surprise! rules. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, honestly, I've been thinking about the surprise rules surprise. in the past, but just like every encounter has been pretty straight up where both of you have like known what's coming. Maybe I'll get a shot off before they do. Um, okay. Massive surprise. Being fully concealed in amateur group is completely unsuspecting. Um, no. It's a, um, moderate surprise. Being fully concealed and ambushing a group who is looking out. That's probably that. Uh, yeah. I think that would work. Minor surprise. Okay. So I'll give you moderate surprise. So you get an, you get an extra half action and plus 20 to initiative. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, so we're gonna get a half so the boy's still and gonna go first. Yes, yeah, and I can so I can fire and reload my crossbow. Don't fire and reload. Just get that's not a shot. bad. That's not a bad call. All right, so, so I'll be the boy wins. So the boy that was his I'll fire and, and, Oh, okay. I can fire uh, and take a so I'm next. I want to use I can my fire first to curse the one that's that's outside the cloud. Okay. Does he get a test of any kind? He gets a willpower test. Normally he doesn't, but I think you gave the last person that I used the amulet on a willpower test. Okay, um, it, what do you mean the spell doesn't? The spell does not allow Right, but it's not exactly the spell. It's its own thing. I think I described it. I think I gave you a description for I it. I think you said we could just use the spell, except that I think you're going to give one of the blitz the guy that's spell. Oh, we can attack him from the edge of the Actually, if we can do it without going into the fire, then yes. Just like try to yeah charge him and try to take him down. It's under Gypsy Boot. Here we go. Yeah, they get a willpower test, and they get minus ten all tests if they can. Wow, that's really bad for me. Have you ever used that before? Once. What did the kid do? He threw the. He, he threw the vial. Oh, that was his. Well, what, what, he's got a full action left. Well, after all of us take a half action, he'll have a third full action. Uh, you kind of see a little bit of a look of surprise over his face when you do it. Okay. And we're gonna roll it over that. Um, Isn't he wearing a helmet? Oh yeah, he's wearing that a helmet. He right, seals he, he, his entire face. His eyes widen. Yeah, he, no, he uh, goes like this. Yeah, he shakes his head a little bit. Like there's like a, well, maybe kind of like a little jolt to his upper body, like right when you do it. All right. and that's about the only reaction you get. Did you do that to one guy or all of them? Just one. Oh. Okay. Um, and that spell has no resistance. That's a really powerful spell. The spell has no resistance. It's quite difficult to cast. Which, which oh, it's spell? like a high magic curse. Oh, it's a very similar spell. It's but it's better because they don't get a test and they also take an extra point of damage every time they get hit. Oh, wow, that's a pretty. That's in your. Is that in your lore? Yeah, it is. Oh. What? That's in so the lore know? of the stars. It's like stars and also like fortune telling. Right. Okay. So we're on. Um, let me get the initiative order going on. So Hilder goes first generally. Um, like, I could cast it theoretically, but... Alright, who has the next... I have less than the chance. Me, and I just went. Okay. I used the amulet. Then it's uh, you, Brutus. Brutus. Okay. Uh, I'll what's, your, what's your initiative, Travis? Uh, what's plus 20? 
With plus 20, it's 47. 47? Well, it's 27 without the plus 20. Oh, oh, right. So, yeah, you, these guys are going last. Okay, so I'll fire on the lead guy. Uh, and I hit to the left leg. And I do D10. I do 12 damage. Not too bad. Okay, what was it? Sorry, was it hit location? Like two. Left leg. Um, yeah. <laughs> 12 to the left leg. And that was my half action. Now I have a full action left. I think we're gonna, we were all going to do our half actions, and then we were going to go to the full action. Right. Oh, okay. You can only get a half action right now. Okay. Um, Trix. Uh, I guess I'll move up for them. Okay. So you, how far do you move with the move action? Uh, how many yards? So your movement's like four. Is that right? It's you can run a three. It's move six. You might want to not move all the way up to them this round. Of course we're going to move. I'm going to move up to them this round. Well, you might let the boy get a shot off at a, the group of the boy goes first. in him. The boy goes first. Right, but he, he doesn't want to move into that group this round. That's what I'm saying, with this half action. Oh, I don't think he can. It's it's either that or the half action does nothing. Well, you can move closer and then, and then charge next round. I don't think it matters. It does matter, because if he moves all the way up to them, then the boy has a chance of I'm saying him. he could probably charge from where he is right now. I don't know. Uh, it's 15 yards. What's your uh, half-action move rate? It's charge 18 yards. Move 6 yards. Right, but charge is a full action. Right. So if you wanted to charge, if you were even allowed to charge as a half-action, it would be half that much. You can't charge as a half-action. It's a full-round action. Right. So but the, the moving literally will do nothing. So right. what is your move? It's six. Six. So yeah, so you could move like halfway to, towards them. Or you could do nothing. Or you could do nothing. Or you could, I don't know. Fire a crossbow. Which I don't have. Or, or a bow and arrow. Which, I mean, I have a crossbow, but it's too long to drop a crossbow. Oh, I'm with a shield and a sword. Gotcha. I guess you're not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Or your extra half action you don't really can use. Okay. Okay, well, not to they, they uh, don't do anything because we're in the surprise round. And then we go back to the top. Which All right. is Hilder. Yeah, Hilder. Um, he fires on the first one. I guess I quick draw out a shield during my half action. Uh, he narrowly... Oh, no, wait. He, he's firing into a group, and he doesn't care which one he hits. Right. Well, yeah, he's not going to target that guy. Then. I take it back. So he, he fires into the group, and he hits because of that. Um, he could have aimed too, although he, he might need the half action to reload his bow afterwards. No, he's going to re- reload the bow afterwards. Um, so it'll be one, two, three. He hits the first guy. Hey, that's the guy I hit. Yes, it is. D10 plus three. So it's got like a 90% chance, or a 10% chance of actually doing damage to him. Or something like that. No, I have no idea. D10 plus three. <laughs> He probably needs to roll an 8. So that's a 3 out of 10 chance. 30% chance. Probably. Um. Alright, is he done? Yep. Alright. He just cast Lightning Bolt. I guess we're all going after the, the guy in the front bench. Yeah, the guy. That's fine. Succeed. Try and cast Lightning Bolt. Succeed. Alright. Uh, 11. His armor ignore that? No, he gets his armor. He gets his armor. What was the, did you roll a hit, uh, hit location? His hit location is the head. 
Okay. Does it really matter in full plate armor? Location? I guess... Actually, it... they're wearing full plate on their head and body and arms. and uh, Not no, their legs? No, hold on. It's only on their head and body. Oh. They have, yeah, they have well, a... damn it. Well, uh, that's good. I did more damage than I thought I did. All right, well, he takes 11 to his head. Okay. That probably did. I probably, I probably did, like, four damage instead of two damage. Actually, if they had, if they had chain leggings, probably five damage. Okay. Then um, it's Brutus. Brutus. All right, I quick draw the sword and I charge. You are just at charge range if you're at 18. No, I'm at 24. Oh, yeah. I'm not a dwarf. He's not you're, a dwarf. You're faster. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll charge the lead guy. And I'll beat him down with my super strength. Zero six. Oh, oh that's got to be a crit. No. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. It is a crit. That likes crit. Yeah, zero six. Zero three to zero All six. All right. You got the minor crit on the nose. Does that do max damage? Because max damage, yeah, and we you have get the, the minor effect of the card. Oh, they're right there. The, the blue card. Oh, yeah. The max damage on the battle axe is bad times for him. Yes, it is. <laughs> is it a D12? Yes. It's to the body. So it's No a, additional damage. It's a slash, slash, slash crush. Or it's a slash or a it's crush. A, it's a slash, then. All right, cut badly. Heavy slash well, light bleeding. So, so light, light, bleeding. Has light, so he has light bleeding. He has light bleeding. Light bleeding. Okay. Uh, but so more importantly, he, he takes a ton He takes damage. 19 damage. He takes 19? That's yep. a critical hit. It's a critical hit? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's also taken two arrows. And a lightning bolt. Oh, and a lightning Yes. He's taken three hits so far. Uh, so I use that, right? Yeah, yeah. 50. 58? No, just 50. Why? It's either the D6 times 10 or the percentile. Oh, okay. 50. Uh, 50 crush. 50 crush. Which is what that axe always does. Even though the slash, <laughs> even though the slash is, the critical was a slash. It was a crush. The other critic, yeah, the, the Oleksberry was a slash, but the, yeah. It's as critical as a crush, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a slashing crushing weapon. That's how it works. Okay, so. I kind of went, uh, Where did you hit? A lot in the body. So. No, the, the, the card. Oh, yeah, the card overwrites it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I believe it said body. That's what I was oh, using okay. his armor for. Okay. Yeah, body. There it is. Rush into the body. You feel a crunching sensation as your blow fractures several ribs. Your opponent falls to the ground and clutches his chest in agony. He's now helpless. I'll attack him again. Can I attack any of the other guys? Uh, yeah, it's all a group. Oh, I definitely attack that choking guy. Okay, he is stunned. So you have plus 20. Okay, then. Do I still get the charge bonus? Or is no, that I'll die effort. Uh, with the bonus, I hit to the right arm. Okay. Oh, that's not going to do anything. Uh, 12 damage. Or, sorry, uh, 11 damage. That'll do something. Yeah. There's no plate armor on his arms. It won't do... It won't do crush... It won't do massive amounts of damage, right. but... Okay. Um, try it. Uh, he'll charge the choking guy. So you can charge him without actually going into the smoke? Uh, no. The smoke, he's still in the smoke. I thought you said he was at the very edge of the smoke. Right. 
So can't I just attack him from the border of the smoke? Uh, well, I mean, melee is kind of a scrum, so you would end up in the smoke. Can I, like, hold my breath? Because um, I know it's there. You could hold your breath, but you're going to get, like, penalties to every, everything when you, hold your, when you hold your breath while you're doing, like, really vigorous activity, like fighting. Not for the first round, right? Uh, yeah, you could, you could avoid it for a round. Okay, well, I'll leave the smoke next turn <laughs> or something. I'll, I'll, I'll think of it Well, we know the smoke like... dissipates after two turns. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to charge him? Yeah, fight the smoke. Are you going to hold your breath? Um, what penalties for holding your breath? On the first round, no. Alright, yes. I'll hold his breath. Alright, this attack is impossible for me to miss unless I fumble. <laughs> yeah, I hit. Did you roll a 97? I rolled a 79. Oh, okay. For Sigmar! Yeah, you have plus 30. <laughs> you have plus 30. <laughs> Uh, I have plus 20 because he's stunned, plus 10 for charging, plus 10 for the blessing, and plus 5 for the best quality. Oh, right, right, right. Wow. Making that attack 103. <laughs> what? That's a pretty good weapon skill. You had 103 weapon skill on that attack because yes. he's stunned and all this stuff. Yeah, because he's, he's stunned he had and charging. Stunned, he still would have been 83. Bam. Yeah, he is stacking those bonuses like mad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for the next 24 hours anyway. Siegfried's sword does eight. Does eight. Okay, so I will give you a little right bit more right. information about what this sword does. So first of all, it simply does one more damage than a normal sword does. <laughs> and, this, and secondly, you feel like if you wanted to, there's you could channel some of Sigmar's energy into this blow. Do you want to do that? Yes. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> this might be you like to know more. You can, you can't do all you can make a willpower test. All right. Another thing you are temporarily amazing at. Yeah. Uh, three degrees of success. Okay. You can add another d10 of damage. Is there some comeback to this? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, once you fail the willpower test. All right. So I do another four for a total of 13. Okay, this is on the choking guy, right? Yeah, right. right. He's taking two hits now. Um, okay, um, so I'll just give you the rest of the information on it so I don't have to remember it later. So if you failed that willpower test, you'd only add a D6 instead of a D10. Okay. Um, you can use that ability once a day. Okay. That sword's overpowered. That sword makes the check. Extra one damage, extra... Plus five to hit. So good. Triax is, is like amazingly powerful now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Triax has arrived. And he's going to get full play. Triax has arrived at hardcore. <laughs> I guess none of these guys have uh, played. I still did like half as much damage as this. Well, yeah, you can't roll oh, experience. Or experience. Yeah. <laughs> zero so you have officially arrived at hardcore. Triax is officially hardcore. All right. Um, all right, so after tracks, they go. All right. <clears throat> um, so he will make a second toughness test at choking. Let's see if he's feeling any better. He is not feeling any better. That's excellent. Um, okay, so we have one guy who's helpless from that crushing critical to his chest, and we have one guy who's, like, perfectly fine. Right? Yep. But he's yep. inside the gas. Um... Right. He is, but I'm, he I can mean, leave it. He can I mean, leave it. You get, he could also hold his breath. Yeah, he he uh, he circles he circles out of it 
getting behind you guys. But we're in it. I thought you said, like... Well, that's true. If you guys are going to stay in it, then uh, he'd have to stay in it to fight you. Um, You know, judging by what happened to his friends, I think he's going to back the hell out of here. So he's going to disengage and move up the path away from this cloud. Back that ass up. I think holding your breath in the smoke rules are yes. I would not allow it. Yeah. It makes the spell kind of not very good. It does. We should. I'm just going to make the test. Holding your breath is crap. When All right, go ahead. Turn. go ahead, roll it. Oh, well, it's at the end of the turn, which is after these guys finish moving. Okay. You have to that's fine. Sense. I'm uh, sure I'll be choking and get destroyed, but that's fine. Sorry. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so he backs up here. Yeah, I guess that's fair, that holding your breath would... Because they would get through your pores and like yeah. your nostrils and your eyes and stuff would still like, wreck you. It's like, you can't hold your breath when tear gas is like, fired and through the windows. I know this through personal experience. You've been tear gassed? No, I'm stuck to you. <laughs> or suck to you that day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My friend Eric got pepper sprayed and it's like the most horrible thing he's ever went through. Well, I never want to why, why did that happen? Um, the girl he was, you know, hitting on. Like, <laughs> no, it was a, no, he, it was on the app. It was on University app and he ran into a pizza delivery guy who dropped his pizza. Ran into him with his car? Or no, walking? like like walking. Like he wasn't paying attention. He actually bumped into this delivery guy and yeah. dropped his pizza. And the guy was just like, "What are you doing? You gotta watch where you're going." And Eric just was like, "Fuck you! You got to where you're going." And the guy just pulled out pepper spray and pepper sprayed him in the face. <laughs> and he said it was the most pain he's ever been in. Wow. He had to call the ambulance and get taken to the hospital for the pepper spray. He's, he's like, it was absolutely horrible. You never want to tap me. Wow. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try good, to... Good. I'll, try, I'll try not to get pepper sprayed my life. Yeah, wow. All right, well, now I know a little Consider bit more than I did about pepper spray. Consider a personal victory. Now, well, what pizza pepper company spray. was that? <laughs> I don't know. Order a pizza part. <laughs> it could have been one of three. All right, anyway, so the... Uh, so we're, we're back up to Hilder. Yeah. So he's got a well, clear target now. We're not back to Hilder. Like, the guy... Oh, only you guys one, have only, to make your test. Only one guy has gone. The other, one is hopeless this round. The other, one, the other, one, the other one is choking oh, and okay. it's stunned this round. You guys, are, you guys are pretty much just raping these guys. <laughs> special abilities. <laughs> Alright, I make my willpower test. Alright, toughness. I, I fail the toughness test. Toughness okay. test. I make... I, that's even better. Right. <laughs> Actually, it's not, but I still make it. Uh, he narrowly misses the guy. With his bow. All right. Uh, so he failed his toughness yeah. test. Is he choking? Yes. Okay. Does that mean you're useless? Uh, you also take D3 wounds. Yikes. This guy is pretty brutal. Whoa. Especially uh, when you narrowly misses, huh? Well, I consider this gas like well used. How much do we care about this guy escaping? Uh, he hasn't taken any damage, so I don't know if he has no him. idea who we are. As far as he knows, we're just rebels. Yeah, we're. We should still try and prevent him from escaping. We should, we but can. it's if not you like can. I don't know. All right, it's I'll not try. like I risk your ass. Our emergency. channel, our channel, succeed. Try, try and cast wind blast on him. Yes, they make it. Ooh, so remind me how that affects his movement. He's knocked down, and he has to make a toughness test to be stunned, and he has to make a strength chest in order to move. Okay. A toughness he's test or not? Even if he's down, not, he, no. make, he makes a toughness test. He's knocked down automatically. Okay. Oh, okay. If he failed the toughness test, he would be stunned as oh. well. Okay. He's so not he, stunned. He's not stunned, um, but he still has to make a strength test in order to move. Okay. Got it. And he might be cursed. He's not cursed. 
No, the guy the guy, that, the guy who's the cursed guy. The guy who's cursed guy. He's taking a critical. He's as his crust right. ribs. We can actually try to keep him alive and like interrogate him, perhaps. But he's out of the he's out of the picture for now. Oh, he's a horrible mutant. Yuck. All right. You can do that interrogation, Brutus. Uh, uh, okay, so oh, I'm not coughing. I guess I can attack. Can attack the stun guy. Gas. Am I going to have to make another test? Yes. One more, and then it'll dissipate. Alright, I'll attack the sun guy. Aim. Yeah. Or all out. No, stun. I'm going to aim. Oh, you're, char- you're charging him? No. Oh, oh, the stun guy is right here next right. to me. Okay. Why on earth would you not all out? So I can move away. Oh. Well, if you aim, you won't be able to move away yeah, either. Yeah, sure. I could just attack and move out of the gas. Yes. I think that's the best way. Okay. Okay, I hit. Uh, to the 53. The body. Sounds like the body. I do 17 damage. 17 damage? That acts. It's good. It's that potion, man. <laughs> Damn. Potion plus d12. Yeah, when you roll well on the d12, it's good. Um, 17 damage is a critical hit. And even when you crack the bed on it, the crush wins out. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty crush. Twenty on the crush side, huh? Wow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, at least I can attack him again before I move out. Crush to the body. Your blow catches your opponent squarely in the ribs, knocking him down. Okay, he's that's, not a, that's another plus ten. Another to, oh, to okay. hit because he's stunned and knocked down. All right. He's stunned. Yeah. This is the stun guy. Stunned. He's still stunned. You have oh, to wow. I'm probably at like 100 at this point. Okay, that definitely hits in the body. Okay. Uh, this is only 11 damage. That's a critical hit. Alright, finally. 78. 78 slash. 78 slashing. I like this axe. Right, oh wait, your sword is just like... Your sword is waving! But this axe wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's not better my shitty cutlass. This axe is pretty solid. The cutlass, yeah. This beats the hell out of my cutlass. Uh, you, as long as they don't have dodge blow. Right. You rend a wide gash across your opponent's chest, knocking him down if he was up. So you kind of knock him over a bit more. Uh, and causing heavy bleeding. Alright, he's, he's dead. He's pretty much dealt with. Alright, I'll move. I'll start moving towards the other guy. I probably can't get to him, but... When he's wearing full plate, you might be able to get pretty close. I have a, I have a half action, so I can go eight yards towards the other guy. Um, let me see. It's What's his disengage speed? I'm just checking if uh, plate does anything to your movement. No, it's just... Uh, I don't think so. It does? It's mine. No, it's just mine stuffed into agility. Have you seen those SCA guys wearing plate? Oh, it might if he's like puts him over his encumbrance limit. I'm yeah, get yeah I can't exactly. That's I probably get halfway to him because he probably has a 16 yards disengage. Um, he has a movement of four. So do I. Right. Yeah. So he has 16 yards disengage. Yep. So it's an impossible so chase to resolve. So I move eight. No, yards. You, you can charge him. He's not turn. going anywhere next turn. Yeah. He has to make well, an right, agility test to stand up as a half. Oh, action. that's right. You'll have to go into the wind blast to attack him. Well, maybe you can kind of work it out in concert and try to. Disengage them. I just needed to slow him down for a couple of rounds because I knew you guys weren't going to catch up to him. Alright, right. well, you see me coming towards him. Okay. Actually, wait. Do you have to concentrate on Wind Blast? It lasts for two rounds. So you can Wind Blast a guy, Lightning Bolt him, he gets up, you Wind Blast him again, and Lightning Bolt him. If I never fail a, chan- a casting roll, yes. You're, you're up. 
We can't shoot arrows at that guy, right? No, arrow no, fire is impossible. Arrow fire is impossible. You can melee attack him, but you get a minus right. 20. He tries to move. It requires a strength check. He just makes it. His um, curse sucks. It's not, he's not cursed. Oh, that's right. I keep... If he was cursed, he would not have made that. Keep forgetting. So he has to stand up. Okay. Oh, so he makes an agility test to stand up. His agility is pretty low. He does not make it. So it takes this whole round to stand up. All right. That's insane. And then you knock him down again. I can't knock him down next round because the wind blast is already going. Uh, Can you stack him glasses on top of each other? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. All right, uh, Hilder's up. He he does not really understand about this wind blast, and he fires an arrow at him. I tell him I I I. I what, can I like when I can I see him aiming at that guy and tell him to shoot at the stun guy on the ground instead? Um, the guy that's lying down with the bleeding. Yeah, or yeah, the other sure. guy with the broken. You can you can tell him. You see him aiming. There's at one the guy. guy I say, shoot at the guy in the club instead. I point at the other guy. All right, he. He has to reorient, so he... Well, he has to... Yeah, he reorients himself and fires there. You can see both sides. I... Don't get a bonus, because... He's lying on the ground, so he might get a bonus. And he's stunned. Right, but that... Those those doesn't doesn't matter. (laughs) You don't get the plus... Plus 20 is on melee attacks. Okay. Uh, Missile attacks is more just about its size. It doesn't really matter what it's doing. He missed. All right, he missed. Uh, We're on to Nigel. All right, Jim. Try and lightning bolt the guy in the wind blast. Fail miserably. Okay. Uh, Brutus. So can I like avoid the wind blast, or how focused is it? Uh, I, I would. It's a large, it's a large template. template, and I would have centered it on him. So no, I'm just gonna wait till it goes away. And you can I'll... go. You can like try and circle around it. Sure, I'll circle around it. Okay, you get you get around in front of him. Okay. Try it. We'll try to. The cloud dissipates this round. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah, he'll run to as far as he can get around the wind blast. No, you want to stay on the same, the opposite side of me. So right, he went around side. the wind blast. You should stay where right. on that side of it, so you guys haven't bracketed. Exactly. Right. So he listens to Bruce shout, "Stay on the side of wind blast!" Tries to like, all right. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nigel's like pointing out directions from the treetops. <laughs> you can see, you can see me. Like, you know that we're supposed to pin this guy. Out. Okay. Um, it's his turn. All right. He makes a strength test to try to move. He makes it. Oh no, he has to. So he stood up. He makes yeah, a strength test to try to move. He, he makes a strength test. He's free to move. Okay. Uh, let's see. He's going to run straight in this direction. Into the, into the, <laughs> into the forest. Into the, into the forest. forest. He Full can't male guy going Yeah, he, he is not running as fast as, you know, he would be on the trail for sure. He has to kind of like pick his footing and stuff. And he's it's uh, he's running, but it's, it's not... He's not going as it. He doesn't get that full run distance out of it. Full play would have some penalties, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh... All right, I'll leave that guy to you too. Okay. What are you gonna do? The other guys that are so there's one guy who's helpless. He's also helpless this round. There's um, one thing Borbs. We have to finish that guy off. Running, and then the, running opponents. And then the guy who was choking the uh, he the heavy bleeding. He's heavy bleeding. Yeah. Oh, I'm mean, gonna go heavily. He's also light bleeding, but I guess no. The other guy. The other guy's light bleeding. The guy with broken ribs. Oh. 
He fails his toughness test, so he takes two, so he has a 20% chance of dying. He does not die. Yeah, the helpless guy is also uh, light leading. He's light leading, yeah, I know. He makes his toughness test. I guess it's a toughness test of plus 20. I guess that guy can do whatever he wants this Yeah, time, no, he, he, he can. Alright, um, well, that guy's up to you. <laughs> so it's probably going to be up to trash. Uh, so he was also knocked down. Let's try to get up quickly. Oh gosh, that's gonna be close. Oh, you missed it by one. Stupid plate armor. <laughs> Alright, it takes a missile run to get that. Alright, well, Hilder's still shooting at him too. Right. Alright, that's all of them. So that's Hilder's turn. Although he might shoot at the guy that's running away. It's kind of oh. up to him. Hilder should definitely shoot at the guy that just stood up. Um. Let's see, so he's going to fire the same guy he was firing at, which is the guy who was stunned. Who was stunned? He's not criminally stunned. Guys, he needs to aim and fire every round, and he'll at least be hitting every other round. Um, Alright, who to shoot at? I guess I'll, fire, I'll try and cast Lightning Bolt on the guy that just got up. He's like trying to show him off. Succeed. Uh, succeed. Alright. You take 11. Uh, give me a hit location. The head. Okay. Either it's a critical hit or it did nothing. Why would it be a. Because he's at zero. Because he's at zero. He's heavily bleeding, and it's taking her. Oh, I thought you were going after the guy, this guy. No? No, no. no, no. I'm going after oh. the guy that just stood up. Okay. Sorry. That guy did not take that then. Uh, so that is... That is a critical hit. All right. 25. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I rolled a 78. I'm on whatever. Yeah, but you need, like, higher than a level 2 grit or something. Oh. Takes a bunch of electricity to the dome. Blue kind of dazes him for a moment. Gets in his eyes. Like, ah. You can probably charge him if you wanted to. I'm going to. Alright, so it's Brutus. Brutus. So it's up to me alone to take out this like fully non injured guy. Yes. Okay. So let's turn around and open me. Alright, I'll charge him. Okay. Do you want to try to run at full speed, or do you want to go do like he's doing and, and kind of I want pick to your pick your motion? Charge him. Okay. You're gonna to need to make an agility test. It's uh it's not too difficult. It's like a plus twenty agility test. Seems like good odds. Sixty one and out of the sixty two. Oh no, that's not. Oh, I missed. I failed because that's stupid nail. The nail ruined me. All right. You trip as you're as you're charging after him. Make another agility test. This is standard. Zero two. Where was that before? <laughs> uh, okay, you you trip and it and it stops you kind of from where you are, but you don't fall down or anything. All right, that's my turn, I guess. Try it. All right, charge the guy who's about to die. We are about to die. I missed. How is that even possible? Because I rolled ninety three. What? That's Unless cool. he's stunned. Was the daze like give you? No, it, it 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 doesn't. It, he loses the half action on his turn. Well, he can't run away. He can't disengage. Yeah, he can't disengage. He can't run. 
right. All right. It's all of us. We're all done. All right. Uh, he will try to run away despite the fact that well, he can't. He tries to just move away. All right. He gets a free swing. Get another chance to redeem your error. All right. I hit him. Twenty-one. That's the uh, arm. That's yep. The arm. Left arm. Okay. Give me some damage. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. That's a critical hit. That should be a six. Roll well. Eighty-eight. Ooh. All right, that's gonna kill him. Bye bye arm. Kill that helpless guy while you're over there. Yeah. I think this guy is getting away. Let's see if I can. Yeah, it's a slashing critical range. Yeah, he might be out of range. Uh, your slash cuts deeply into your opponent's shoulder. As you remove the blade, the arm hangs limply, held to the body only by sinew, skin, and clothing. He falls on his back, and his eyes stare eerily off into space. If you could see <laughs> If you could see them. Okay. Actually, uh, yeah, he falls on his back, and, and his visor flips up as, he, as, he, as his helmet lands on a rock. His face covered with warts. Uh, this guy's face... It's completely yellow, like a like a not a bright yellow, but like a pale, sickly yellow. Um, it's one of those Asians. <laughs> <laughs> he has um, he has r- bright red pimples all over his forehead, and they they're oozing this sort of pale yellow slime all over. Even his worse, face. he's an otaku. Ugh. Um, and his eyes stare eerily off into space. Just like another talk. All right. Uh, there's a helpless guy, and there's a guy running through the forest. All right. The helpless guy recovers, and he tries to stand up. Oh, my God. How is this guy still alive? So, so if you he's, left it alone for a bleeding. while, he uh, takes him this full round to stand up. He has to make some toughness tests. All right. You have a new target. Yeah. Um, he's... Is that guy bleeding? They're, both of those guys are bleeding. Right. I should have marked which one was heavy. I think the... Uh, the guy who was helpless is the one light bleeding. The guy I just killed was the light bleeding. No, the guy you just killed was the heavy bleeding. Was he? Yeah. yeah it was my, it was my 78 crit. Yeah, yeah. The light bleeding was causing the uh, critical crisis. Or toughness test, see if he died. Whoa, he died! So he got up and then he's like, healed up. <laughs> yeah, healed over. Right, so he said chance. He before blood. he heals over. All right. His face, if you could see it, just turns white and he falls back down. So much for interrogating him. He lands, uh, he lands face first on the ground. So how far do the guys move? These guys move when they're going through the forest. Uh, they're mo- he's moving at half his normal speed, so that he doesn't. Uh, so half his normal run speed. Yeah. So sixteen. So he moved sixteen yards last round. This round he's going to move another sixteen. Mm-hmm. So he's thirty-two. Yeah. He's still in wind blast range. Alright. Uh, Hilder, gosh, does anyone have a short bow on them? I don't know what the what, what's the range on it. Uh, check out the black I'm, It's like 80 or something. A crossbow is 30. Yeah, but a short bow is way out range. Crossbows, which is like, doesn't make which any sense. Which would make it all. in range. That doesn't make sense because crossbows generally out range. Bows. Uh, that's not entirely true. I mean, the. Well, they don't like. 30 yards range for a crossbow. Maybe that's... 30 yards is fairly far. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like 100 feet. It's almost 100 feet. It's like 
standing on the 30 yard line where a field, like a, foot, a field goal kicker can outkick a uh, crossbow hole. Yeah, I mean crossbow. I mean you can shoot him past that, but they don't, they're not fledged like arrows are. Yeah, it's 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 uh, the other thing about crossbows is they're not like quite as accurate at long range. Like, you never see a, oh. like an archery competition with crossbows. So maybe, so, yeah, maybe crossbow bolts can go farther, but they're just not as accurate. Right. Once they, they kind of get to a certain first. distance, it's just so inaccurate. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, you can't hit. Them. Okay. Uh, here we go. Yards at long range on the short bow. So he's gone 32 yards. Yeah, he's, he's out, out of long. He's out of even long range. All right, uh, he'll just start climbing down out of the tree. All right. All right. So it's your turn. All right. Ciao. Succeed. I think that wasn't my casting one. Yeah, double one. <laughs> double one. Double one. Double I would be one. using. Yeah. A, I would be using a reroll if that was my casting roll. All right. Uh, try and cast wind blast. Succeed. Zero nine. Crush. In a good way. Okay, so he's knocked. He's knocked down. down. He has to make a toughness test or he's stunned. Okay. Brutus. Does he make a toughness test? Well, I was going to do that on this year. Okay. All right, I will go the half speed and I'll try to work my way around again. Try to get him. You should just move up to him. It's not going to stun you. Really? Yeah, you just have to make a strength test to move through it. The stun, the knockdown and stun only applies to people who are in it when it gets cast. Oh, okay. Hits them. Sure, I'll try that. Okay. So I'll just try to move up to him. Or, okay. Are you? You can't get him to get up to him in one round unless you no. want, right? I'll just, I'll just. I, okay. I'll, I'll you get a bunch closer. Yeah, I'll get a bunch closer. Okay. I still go faster than him because I'm not wearing full plate, right? You uh, have the option to move faster than him. No. He could move as fast as you could move uh, if he was willing to make agility tests. Oh, okay. So if you make an agility test, you can go faster than him. It's a plus agility test at plus 20. Right. But as, if, you're, if you're not making the agility test, like you're 50, moving at the same time. That's only like a 50-50 shot for me. So I'll just go at half speed. Okay. You get, you get a bunch closer. Tracks. Um, with night vision, can you see where the guy ran off to or the tree is just too thick? Um, where are you standing? I think, think the brush is like totally he's right in here. In night vision, it's not really helping you here. Um, you can't see it because that brush is in the way. You can hear the wind blast. All right, he yeah. starts going in the direction where he hears the wind blast. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're just a little behind Brutus. I guess your your movement's one less, so you're a bit behind him. Um, were these guys carrying lanterns or torches or anything? No. I guess we didn't really. It's still daylight. Oh, it's daylight. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's still oh, daylight. Okay. It's like. Mid afternoon. Oh, gotcha. Right. Okay, so he goes. He missed up the test. Ooh, he fails. He's stunned. All right, he's stunned for one round. Oh, well, he's. Hilder finishes climbing out of the tree and starts to head in that direction a little bit. Okay. Uh, so, so is he within thirty-six yards of me? Um, he's got to be. He moved thirty-two yards off the path. Right. So. You're you're just like a few yards off the path yourself, so. right? So yeah, I mean, if, what was the range on your wind blast? Wasn't that also forty eight? The wind blast is forty eight yards. Lightning bolt is only thirty six. Okay, as I recall, you moved thirty two off the path, right? 
So yeah, you're just a few yards okay. off. So yeah, you he's can, still in like he's like just barely in lightning bolt range. All right, uh, check channel. You could crawl it. That's gonna be close. Still makes it. My channel skill is now ridiculous. All right. All right. Success. Okay. Do some damage. Eleven. That's the third consecutive time I rolled five to the arm. Okay. We hit him with a lightning bolt, streaks out, and hits him in the arm. It's a good spot to hit. I think that's the first damage he's taken. Yes, it is. Uh, so can I get to him this turn? Yes. So you still have to make a strength, strength, strength test. Well, the good thing I took that secret potion. And the potion makes the difference. I make my strength chest. Okay. You you can get right up there. All right. Uh, attack him. Minus 20? Minus 20, but plus 10 for charging. It matters not. I, I rolled a 14, so I hit to the right arm. Okay. He, he's... Thunder and knock down your plus 30. Oh, okay. I definitely hit. <laughs> Minus 20 for the wind blast, but... Alright, he takes 17 damage. <laughs> 17 damage. Lordy, that's a lot of damage. Uh, what was the hit location? Right arm. Okay. That is not a critical hit. Though. Oh, this one will be. Alright, I hit to the... Bot. No, that's the right arm again. Freaking magnet. Good job. Uh, that's only 14 damage. That's uh, a good one. Yeah. Ninety-seven. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> oh, ninety-seven. I've never rolled such a good slash. Thing. Yeah, slash the arm. Your vicious blow cuts through the shoulder, the clavicle, and into the lower neck. That is instantaneous. Sweet. All right, that was a, that was officially a route. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys totally got the jump on them, and there was like some good rolling in the first couple rounds. Critical, critical hit on your yeah. Ulrich's fury on your on the first round. That was good. Uh, that was probably like the best fight I've ever had. <laughs> I think I yeah basically finished all three. So of those much guys. for like interrogating them; they're all dead. Yeah, that's too bad. Stop using slashing weapons. You gotta switch. Well, we have you gotta, if you want to interrogate somebody, you gotta switch to cudgels. Like when they're right. once, you, once you're beating on them. We have our armor now, though. We can like disguise ourselves. Uh, go the I don't know about this armor. I'm pretty sure it's not the armor that turns them into freaks. But we're definitely taking it. Uh, I carefully examine the armor with magic sense and see if it radiates chaotic energy. Uh, I have to make a perception test. Magic sense. magic sense test, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll use one of my rerolls on that. Might as well. Not that is better. not much better. Uh, Can, you point? Can you force a point something you use a reroll? Um, I don't see why not. They're separate, right? I don't really want to fortune point it. I have one degree... No, zero degrees of failure. Zero degrees of failure. Um... You think that, uh, I would say yes, it, it radiates some sort of chaotic energy, but you have no idea if it's a little or a lot. We're talking about the armor, or just everything? Just everything, in general. Yeah, it's not specifically the armor, or the weapons. Well, then you can wear the armor. I'm not wearing this armor. 
Well, I'm thinking it would be a good disguise for when we go into the castle. Yeah, until it actually turned you into one of the guards, and then it's not a disguise anymore. You're a hideous chaos man. Well, I'm just saying that, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of looking around in the castle, but I'd rather not fight the entire castle while we're doing it. And these suits of armor seem like the best way to accomplish that. We're definitely taking them with us. And I think that if we limit our exposure to a brief period of time, the damage won't be too bad. Can I see, like, does the armor look strange, or does it just, like, look pretty... It's just—I mean, it won't be any worse than that smoke like we encountered back in Bowling Hall. Uh, the armor's fine, dude. It's not like—I uh, don't know about that, mate. Uh, we start stripping the armor off these guys. Okay. Um, we'll gather all the bodies up. All right. As you as you uh, um, yeah, as you start to do that, it's just—I mean, you, you need to hold your nose with one hand. While you do it, because the the stench is just overwhelming, um, and it, it takes you about three times as long as it normally would take to take the armor off, just because you can barely bring yourself to do it. Um, I'm gonna wash this armor <laughs> before I even. Consider I don't it. think it'll help. When you get the, when you get the armor completely off, you kind of give it a whiff, and it smells just as bad as they did. That's because yeah, we gotta wash it. <sighs> It's not like it's permeating. Have fun with that, mate. Well, this armor and carry it. This armor and my body aren't getting anywhere close to each other. And so you're just going to do what when we go into the castle exactly? Fight the castle. <laughs> Attack the darkness. It's like goblins, right? Just you know, go into a frenzy. The glorious death of a giant There's no way that's Well, why don't you just walk up to the front gate right now and start challenging the guards to combat? Because that's about as much success as you can expect. Do the weapons smell really bad, too? There's no way this... Um, the armor... You can try washing it, mate, but... Way. I have, like, well, a fight order to them, but it it's doesn't... not just, It's not a sort of the gut-wrenching reek that the armor has. Maybe the armor is bad. We could just leave it out, just, like, take them out with the armor, and then just, like... Separate them and see if it, and come back like in a few days and see if the armor is like better. A few days. Or I don't know, a day. I think we should keep moving. Take the armor to the river and wash it. Yeah. Is there a river right by here? Not right by yeah. here, but pretty close. There's the river. Yeah. I'll just, I got extra strength. I'll drag the armors with me. Uh, alright, so, so what kind of weapons did they have? They didn't even get to use them, so we're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess they didn't even get a single attack off. <laughs> they didn't even think it's about like it. That's how all the... Ambush, ex- ambush extraordinary. <laughs> um, I love it when a plan... Uh, I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, they, uh, they have swords. Hey, well, Do I the get... swords reek? Uh, as I was explaining to, to Alan, so they, they kind of have a smell to them, a little bit bad like the rest of them, but it doesn't have that gut-wrenching reek that the armor has. Alright, we give a sword to Hilder. There's a pretty good chance that Zed wants one too. Alright, we'll save one for Zed. These we probably can wash. Alright. He, uh, he kind of puts it in his little sling bag that he carries. Well, I want my cutlass back, you can have one of these swords. Alright, he... Kind of grudgingly takes it. 
Okay. So, uh... Alright, so we got two swords and... I guess three sets of armor. We don't take their leather. Yeah, I mean... Is, is there any way... Maybe we could just take, like, the breastplates and the helmets. That might be enough. Yeah, that's fine. Helmets oh, got to be the worst. I don't want to take... The, the breastplate has that same uh, uh, coat of arms on it. Right, that's what we want. Yeah, so maybe if we take the breastplate and the helmet, the rest of the armor doesn't matter so much for a disguise. Well, I mean, if, the, if there's nothing wrong with the armor, like, the people, the townspeople can use it. It's like three sets of armor for the town people. Maybe we should ask... Uh, the good doctor, what the people in the castle wear that isn't this armor. Disguise ourselves as something else. Well, we can clearly see what they're wearing. It doesn't sound... I mean, unless you're talking about members of the, like, noble family, I don't think there's anybody else in the castle. There's no servants? We've never heard anybody mention any of them. And I've asked, like, three different people who lives in the castle, and there's no, been, never been any mention of servants. Okay, we're going to take the armor off. We're not going to, like, touch the armor. We're just going to, like, carry it. And we'll just, like, drag it to the river. And, like, tie a rope around it and drag it over to the river. Right. Um, okay. I mean, the river's not real far from here. Are you going to abandon the uh, going back to the edge of the forest? Right. So would probably be faster to go out of the forest and then walk on on. We should we'll pull these. We'll pull the, as long as we don't clearance. have to go through town if we do that. We'll pull these guards. Where's that, where's that map? Yeah. We're gonna pull these guards off the trail too. I mean, that's so that was here. So if you guys exited here, you could kind of go around like that if you wanted to. Actually, screw that. We're not gonna pull the guards off the trail. We'll make it look like bandits attack them, and the bandits wouldn't. Or bother. rebels. Yeah, the bandits wouldn't bother. Did they have anything on them besides armor and weapons? No. Really smelly money. And rich no. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll go off the trail, or off out of the forest or something or whatever, and go to the river. Okay, so you guys, you guys, uh, come out of the forest over in this area somewhere, and you're gonna kinda go around the edge of the forest. Right. Okay. Alright, you, uh, it, it takes, uh, a couple hours and you make it to the river. Alright. So it's starting to get late in the day. Alright, well, we, we just tied, I don't know, we thread we thread a rope through and just like dunk it all in and then like tied in the rope to like something a fixture that's up to the that's river. river. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So And then we just like leave it there. So leave the water sort of rushing over it? Exactly. Okay. I mean you don't need to tie it to anything, it's armor, it's not getting washed right. away. So so after our for we'll just I just want to leave it there for a few minutes and then I wanna pull it out and smell it and see if it's still like overpowering smell. Doesn't it. change its smell. It doesn't change its smell. No, it doesn't. Okay. Oh uh, well. All right. We'll just leave it going for a while. Okay. Leave it there and head back out. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound good? So do you guys want to go to the dip doctor for dinner? No. Hayden knows something. He's bad in the castle. I'll try to wash my hands and my weapon. I kind of just want to make him anything drink that might like. Yeah. Hilder. Tries uh, tries to wash the sword as much as he can in the river while you're there. Yeah, I wash off the blood on my axe and wash my hands. Try to get rid of any lingering smell. Okay. All right. So where to? 
Uh, well, what were we going down this path for? Oh, back to search for Atelka, I guess. Okay. Yeah, we were going back to that was the camp. Whole, that was the whole purpose of us being on this trip trail. Okay. Uh, you guys trekked back up to where you had found the camp earlier, and there's an obvious trail that leads uh, into the woods. Uh, Hilder's um, kind of gets a gleam in his eye and motions for you guys to follow once again about 15 yards back. Okay. Did the river help the sword any more than the armor? Mm, not really. Still has a mild odor to it. Is it the same kind of odor? Yeah. It's the same kind of odor. Uh, well, it won't hurt him that long. We'll tell if we think it's still if we think it's chaotic. Probably. I don't know. You think Sigmar could cleanse this armor and allow us to use it safely? We could ask. <laughs> Might be worth a shot. I wonder if taking okay. it down to you that. You guys are right by the temple. I think if we take it down to that tomb where it's like non-magical, maybe it will stop smelling, or if the smell is magic or something. Who knows? It's possible. We could certainly take it down there and ask Sigmar to purify it, but it might be just so disgusting that he tells me to just throw him a drink. Well, then we'll, then we'll do it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's worth a try. It'll make it much easier to infiltrate that castle if we can use that armor. Right. Okay. So, uh, so you guys are, are heading into the forest again, though, right? You're not uh-huh. going to the temple. Right. We're not going to the temple. Okay. You guys, you guys make your way into the forest. Um, Does Hilder know heal? No. Did you take any damage? I did. You guys have bandages. You can heal and train. Oh, you took the uh, the gas. Do you want me to try? My intelligence is thirty-eight. Uh. Aren't you super intelligent? Right? I guess I'll wait for Zen. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright. Um, super oh. intelligent. Uh, no. Sorry to fight, idiot. I thought you had the plus, plus 10. Even with the plus 10. Even with the plus 10. Yeah. Okay. You guys check into the woods. Uh, the path... The path seems pretty straight uh, for a while, and then uh, it kind of gets harder and harder to follow... Um, as it comes into in different sorts of areas, uh, but Hilder, being an expert at this, will make a couple of rolls. Okay, he seems to have no real problem continuing to track it, um, and he points out things as you guys go along. Um, uh, about an hour and forty-five minutes goes by. And uh, he motions for you guys to kind of slow down. All right. And he's going to go up ahead. So he uh, he goes up ahead unless someone wants to do anything else. Uh, no. No, it's fine. Okay. He comes back a few minutes later and he says, I think I found them. There's a clearing up ahead. And there's a, uh, there's a tent that's pitched there. Are there Good work, Hilder. There's uh, there's two men with uh, weapons and armor sitting outside the tent. Did you see any horses? Yes, we have five horses. Too easy, man. It's too easy. 
does seem rather surprising to get them like this. If only we had a peasant army with us. I don't think they still would be there. If only we had a peasant army. <laughs> oh, we, got, we have Hilder. We actually need a ninja army for this. Well, what do you want to do? You're looking at me. Uh, you're the surgeon. I am the surgeon. <laughs> right. man. How many? How many are there? I saw two outside sitting outside the tent. Are there any horses? <laughs> I just asked that. Wait a minute. There's five horses. There's five horses. Actually, I, I was writing down. Actually, I'm sorry. I think I thought he says there's six horses. There's six horses and two guys. Yeah. And it's, and so it's she'll be coming around the mountain, I guess. <laughs> wow. This is like this is a really tough fight. <laughs> Six horses, but there's only two people that we can see. Yeah, maybe we should try and uh, whittle the odds down some. What if they're like? Do you think they're all here? I mean, all their horses. We have to good. assume that they are. How big is the tent? Um, it's a, it's a large tent. Yeah, you gotta assume they're all. Wait, is she really gonna? Share a tent with all those people, like random soldiers. No, that does seem a little odd. She might like it. <laughs> She's just like, you two wait out and come back in, and these two are done, and we'll just take turns. No. He says, I only caught a glimpse. Do you want me to circle around? You, we should keep watching the camp for a few minutes, or like a good fifteen to thirty minutes, maybe, says, uh, to see if there's any he change. Says, follow me. I saw some brush around this way. All right, okay, we follow. Actually. I I cast port, second port channel. Yes. Let's see you uh, bring down Zeke's curse, like making a whole bunch of attention to yourself. That'd be awesome. That's the risk you take. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, he leads you guys around a little bit, not in the most direct path, and. Uh, Eventually, you find an area where there's some brush. Um, he leads. He, he climbs really directly into the brush. It looks like it's going to be prickly and annoying in there, but uh, he motions you to follow anyway. I'll live with the prickliness and annoyingness. Uh, that's fine. All of you will climb on in. Yeah. Um, it might rip your clothing a little bit if you're. It'll rip my scale mail. Yeah. Hope you're not wearing, not wearing my nice clothing. Okay. Uh, as you as you kind of peer out, um, you see that in fact there is a clearing and there's a large tent. Uh, behind it, uh, there's a couple of small tents uh, that are also pitched, kind of like a one-person tent, perhaps. Uh, there are um, there are two two men dressed uh, with uh, in, in armor and they're they're carrying weapons and there's. Another one that's uh, kind of standing off, in the, not in the forest, but sort of on the edge of the clearing. He's kind of looking out into the clearing a little bit, uh, from the looking in the opposite direction of from when you, from the direction that you originally came in. Um, the there's a a ratchet line with the horses all tied to it, um, and uh, there's kind of five ordinary looking horses there with kind of saddlebags and whatnot, and one horse that's pure black, and it has, uh, like a, it looks like a war horse, it has armor on it. 
That's a Telkis style. It's not a Telkis. This must... Wait, so... What do the two people look like? We only see two people. There's a total of three that you see from, the, from this angle. There's two that are sitting in front. They're just kind of chit-chatting or something. You can't you can't overhear it. You're, you guys are far away. What are they wearing? They're wearing um, armor. Uh, not full plate armor, but... Uh, not full plate armor? No, it looks like they're wearing like full leather armor with some pieces of chain. Uh, this must be... Well, this isn't the castle crew. But what's with that horse? And they're and they're and they're not wearing like helmets with visors or anything. Like that. They're wearing just like a, like a leather a, a leather leather hat, oh. so leather cap, and they're wearing you know chain coifs. A knight, eh? We could try to like cut the line on the horses and like get spook them. Cause or we could just shoot them. Shoot the horses. Well, they're tied to the line though; they can't escape. Uh, what about who is the third guy that we see? He's another one of those men dressed in armor. Um, Where's Jimbo and Smithers when we need them? <laughs> and and he's, like he's kind of he's kind of looking he's kind of near the horses, looking looking into the forest, and he's That's just kind of minding his own business. It looks like he's kind of leaning against a tree, looking off the forest. Really a dagger and tell him to slither through the camp and cut the. Are the horses all tethered together? Uh, yeah, well, they're all tied to the same line. There's like the problem is if they see Weird Willie, then like we're gonna end up fighting all. We gotta wait for nightfall, I think. Like attacking them in broad daylight, we're like outnumbered. Well, we should watch the cap just to see what their comings and goings are. Yeah, all right, yeah. We'll start watching. We're definitely not attacking them anytime soon. Stupid prickly brush. This is gonna suck. Okay. Whatever. Um, we're in full plate. You're in full plate mail. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's only Nigel who's like. Scratching the damn brush. Um, okay, um, you you would guess it's about an hour before dusk. If that affects any of your decisions. So, you, all right, you begin to wait, and uh, not too long after you start waiting, maybe fifteen minutes later, um, somebody comes through the forest and enters into the clearing. And it's very clearly Ernst. He uh, um, he's wearing kind of a traveling gear, a little bit differently dressed than uh, you saw him last. And he uh, goes into the large tent that's in the center. I wonder who's in that. Is Atelka's in that tent? Oh, to be a fly on the wall. We need to like teach some language skill to that to the rope. Maybe the rope can like slither into the tent. Spy for us. Spy for us. That'd be I'm awesome. Trying to think of a spell that would help me here. It could spell letters, you know, with its rope and like tell us what they were saying. Wow, that would take a long time. Well if it's really if it's a long rope, it could probably spell like a sentence or maybe mm-hmm. like a, a few words at a time. It does not have a read right. We could teach it it, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't even, have the ears. It doesn't even appear to have. How could you teach it? Any intelligence or willpower? Uh, does it have intelligence? No. No. Oh, then we can't teach it. It's just an automaton. Yes, it is an automaton. It's pretty agile, though. It's move silent. Would not be bad. Um, all right. Well, Ernst arrives. All right. It's interesting we, that he was out in the forest. Maybe he'll go out again, and we can. Capture him or attack him by That's a really good idea. Maybe he'll, yeah, he might go out 
back the way he came. So that is a good idea. In fact, if we could move around to where he came, there's no guarantee he'll go well, in the same direction. We need, yeah, well, it seems likely. I mean, he's not going to come in our direction. There's nothing... I think we should stay where we are and keep watching. Okay, let's go ahead. Okay, as um, nightfall gets a little bit closer and the sky begins to darken a bit, um, the uh, the man on the on the far end uh, starts to you know be, he he uh, goes back towards the tent, comes back with an axe, and he starts to kind of be poking around in the forest in various areas, and he starts to be looks like he's gathering wood. Is there anywhere near the horses? Huh? Is there anyone near the horses? Yeah, this guy's kind of near the horses. But now he's chopping stuff. Yeah, he's kind of moving around in the general area. He shouts something to the other two eventually. One of them gets up and starts doing the same thing. How far away from the camp are they? Uh, They're on the edge of the clearing. The clearing's mm, 100 yards wide. But it's not like a total circle. Not far enough. That is a good idea to just cut the line on the horses. It's not like Weird Willie's not expendable. We just made them. <laughs> um, we should wait for night till night to do that, though, I think. Yeah, when they're asleep. Okay, um, so you guys continue to, to stay put and observe. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, eventually uh, the, the men build a fire. Uh, it's a little, it's near the, near the tents, and... Uh, Looks like a fire has been built there before, and there's some stones and logs kind of in that area already. And um, eventually, uh, there's movement from the tent, and uh, you see some people emerge from the tent, and they all sit around the fire. And these people are Ernst, Atelka, and a tall, burly man dressed in full plate armor that is all black. That's the knight. And uh, he has kind of, his armor looks kind of stri- a little bit bizarre. It's got like kind of spikes sticking out of it from different directions. And uh, Maybe a chaos warrior. Well, if you've ever seen a picture of a chaos warrior, it looks exactly like that. <laughs> in fact, do we have that book? That book has like pictures of everything in it. Does any, do any of us even know what chaos warriors are? Um, you know what a chaos warrior is. You've heard that word being used as like a leader of beastmen, you know, sort of men who've, kind of knights who've turned to the dark side. Gotcha. Now they lead beastmen in the forest, but it's kind of mostly stories that your parents tell to scare you. The dudes who wrote the monster manual should go hide their faces in shame after they read that book. It's ten million times better. Which which book? The bestiary is better. It's than so cool. Oh yeah, it's, well, it has, it's not just the monster manual. It has the yeah, it has a player section and the DM section, and the player section is chock full of like like common knowledge that you might know about beast beastmen. And yeah, we'll see, let's see what that might be. Um, that guy looks pretty gnarly. <laughs> um, 
and it's written in like the form of what random people might say about them. Like, and there's like common knowledge, there's like academic knowledge, and then there's so like what the creatures say about themselves. Right. So the uh, so a professor emeritus at the University of Nome, I guess it would be Nigel's like uh, learned um, knowledge of them. Uh, is there one single greater threat to civilization than these savages? Physically powerful, armed and armored with both steel and sorcery, filled with an evil intent. Are they even human? All evidence is that they are not. Rather, these creatures are spontaneously generated deep within the pits of chaos and the icy wastes of North Norska, born from the cosmic flux of creation that is primal chaos. That sounds bad. <laughs> That's a little over the top, but yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty ethical description. Uh, Captain Schultz, mercenary commander, says, They know how to fight. That's what you have to remember about them. People talk about strength of their number, or the ferocity of the blood gods' worshippers, or the intimidating look of the horns and their spikes. But it's their sheer skill at war that wins them their battles. They've been fighting ever since they were born. Fighting, mind you, not just practicing, and often to the death. Oh, the Bretonian knights have been trained since they were children, but they don't have the sheer depth of experience that even the younger Chaos Warriors do. And the older ones, some of them have packed their gifts with the ruinous powers. I mean, they live for hundreds of years. And if they remain undefeated in the field of battle, so yes, they're good. Very good. Not encouraging. This doesn't even take into account that if Metallica casts Fire Shield, we lose. Because <laughs> we can't do anything to her. Well, clearly, well, if we were to fight them all together, we wouldn't have much of a chance. Clearly. Unless we had, like, a whole bunch of, like, 50 villagers with bows and arrows. Then we'd have a really good chance. Wouldn't help against the Fire Shield. It doesn't. Okay, everybody except for Atelka dies, and we can handle Atelka. A villager could not damage that Chaos Warrior. Period. He would literally ignore them. No, he would start killing them, and then Atelka would start raising them as zombies. Uh, I don't think. I don't think a Chaos Warrior can survive like 50 villagers. Like doing. I could survive 50 villagers, and he's a Chaos. No, they would. You can't survive 50 villagers. They would like do like. I don't know, each one damage around. So he'd be taking like 50 damage. How would they each do one damage around? Uh, well, they attack. They're fighting him with spears. They have a no. They attack with bows and arrows. They have a one out of three chance of hitting him with a bow. Uh, In order to do damage, they probably have to roll a nine. A nine. So so one out of five. One out of five times one out of three is one out of fifteen. One out of fifteen. So then they do like one or two damage. Okay, so, so you cut one that in half. half. So one out of seven does one point of damage around. So if you have fifty of them, yeah, that means seven. Fifty with both clear shots at him. Uh, well, happening. if if anybody hits Ulrich's Fury, they're going to do some damage. Sure, so it's going to take ten damage around, basically, from fifty guys who have absolutely guys. crystal clear shots at him. Yeah, ten damage, or he's going to lose ten wounds around. I should say. That's if he's. That's if he's got uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's if he has a toughness plus armor equal to eleven. Right. If he has toughness plus armor equal to twelve, he's basically immune to peasants. Basically, he would only take like three damage. He would lose three wounds around. 
And if he had, and at that, at that point, he, at that point, the variance of that is so high that he could easily go five or six rounds without losing a wound. Or he could also easily take a few over experience. I'm just saying he's tough, and he could probably walk into that rebel yeah, camp and execute most of them. If they're using wooden weapons against him, they're probably better off just swarming him and climbing on him, grappling with him. There's that too. Yeah, if they're grappling him, we could just like hack him to bits while they're. Ouch! His armor's covered with spikes. You're taking it for the team if you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're taking it for the team. You're talking about grapple with him. He's probably going to kill. Like, not a good strategy. Not a good strategy when you're also fighting a necromancer. It's a swarm. Swarm mind. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not only are you losing one every round, but the opposition is gaining one every round. <laughs> we could quite easily lose that fight. Clearly, <laughs> clearly it's divided and conquered. Alright, how do we kill this guy? Well, I I'm think we have, to, you. we have to strip him of his companions as best we can. He probably has dodge blow, too. And then, <laughs> and then try and trap him somewhere. So is he, who's the biggest threat in this group? Vitalka. And then him, and then Ernst? Yes. I don't know. If Ernst is about at your level, is the Castle still the bigger threat? Yes. Okay. It's debatable whether I could defeat a Castle Like by yourself? By myself. I probably couldn't. You win blast him. Then you lightning bolt him. Then you win blast him. Then you lightning bolt him. I only have about 60% chance of successfully casting wind blast. Oh. Maybe a little less. Oh. I certainly can't be a chaos warrior. Unless I like orcs or you. I like the wait for Ernst to go back into the woods plan and take him. I think they're like not doing anything. I don't think they're. I don't think he's going back in the woods. I'm tonight. trying to figure out why they're at, still out here. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Just in Norton. All right. Well, we clearly can't. Because they've been out here for a while. We clearly can't do anything right now. We'll have to wait for a better opportunity. So, what does a telco look like in person? Um. I'll show you a picture. Successfully sneak up to her with the dagger. Just being so awesome. Where's <laughs> Willie? Sleeping. Weird Willie. <laughs> no, we need. Just uh, it's use a fate point. Roll zero one. We need the dagger for the chaos guy. But I don't you even need do the dagger. Can you? Yes, you can't use a fate point and just kill someone with that Chris. That's insane. Yeah, you can. You pretty much can. Yeah. That's insane. Well, we already established that if you attack somebody with a Chris while they're sleeping, you auto kill them. So you could spend a fate point to roll zero one on your concealment test. 
and sneak up to her while she's asleep and kill her with the Chris. Seems too easy. That's <laughs> probably too easy spending a fate point. That seems like how many fate points do you have? <laughs> seems like a really good use of a fate point. I think that the person I would most I would volunteer one of my fate points to do that. If I if you're like spend a fate point, kill a Telka, it's spent right now. I'll just do it. Well, there's a good chance that that might be a possibility. Yeah, cut off the head of the snake, and the snake withers. Like we don't even have to worry about the the rest of these chumps. Although we did establish that Marguerite's a bigger threat than Atelka. Because if she wasn't, Atelka would have just killed Marguerite and taken it herself. But we don't have the freaking dagger on us. Zed has it. We can go back to the boat and get it from him. Sure. Or somebody could. Yeah, I mean, it won't take all night to go back to the boat to get it. Hildur gasps when he sees the Chaos Warrior emerge from the tent. We can send Hildur. Hildur's the only one I would trust to do it and not get lost. He doesn't know where our boat is, does he? We could tell him. Then we park it off like some weird coast. Yeah, we can't really even get out of here without Hildur at night in the woods. Well, we would have to send Hildur. Getting out of here at night is going to be a little bit difficult even with him. Well, we would stay here. We would send Hildur back. Get some Jedi. <laughs> we would just sleep in this brush. We would not sleep. Oh. Well, we I would continue think. to watch the camp. I definitely sleep. I don't know. Do you guys think it's worth trying? Well, who's going to be doing it? Well, because if it fails, it's like a fate point to do it, and then like probably a fate point to leave. Probably costs two fate points. Uh. If you stab her with the person, run for your life. I don't think they can kill you before you escape. They might do some damage to you, but I don't think they can kill you. We could do a diversion. Uh, But then she won't be asleep. She has to be asleep. No, I mean, the diversion after you see the person running for their life. Sure, yeah, we could do that. Like cut cut the horse line. Yeah, we could have the horse line thing ready to go. What is Weird Willie's speed... Just slithering on the ground. All right, well, we, if we're going to send Hilda back for the Chris, we should do it now. Three. All right. We might as well. But we Zed doesn't even know who Hilda is. Hilda's like, yo, I, I want your Chris. And we like, can send him something that proves that he's from us. Uh, or um, one of us. I think, you know, just based on the time and whatnot, that if you want to... Uh, if you want to go fetch Zed, he'll return in person and we'll pick it up next week. Oh, yeah, I guess probably shouldn't do this tonight because it'll probably take some time. Is there anything else we could do before we ended the session? Just yeah. continue to keep watch. So we're going to send Hilder to fetch Zed and then just keep watching. Okay. Um, so the... Uh, they, uh, they're kind of talking to one another. I mean, you're, you're definitely too far away to overhear the words, but they're kind of talking to each other. There's a, sort of a back-and-forth parlay kind of going on where it looks almost like... Uh, you need to uh, hear these words. Can er- you tell Hilder to sneak up and listen? He's gone. Damn it. <laughs> Why don't you sneak up, Mr. Fate Point Man? <laughs> we, we gave him, uh, I don't know, my colors. I don't know. That's probably not good enough for Zed. What would we give him? Oh, you want to give him a token? I'm sure I can find something. Something that Zed knows. 
that we have. You could write him a note. Does that have, oh yeah, you can write him a note. Yeah. It's gotten too dark for that, actually. Unless you want to light, light a <laughs> candle. Alright, we'll light a lantern and <laughs> like. Alright, I no, give him. No sense to us. I guess I probably don't have that on me. <clears throat> you can write in the dark. Alright, I give him the handkerchief that we took off of the out of the chest in Bogenhofen. We can give um, him the one with the FS yeah. emblem on it. We can give him the rope, the because he knows that's like with us. Okay, I just, I, I I just give him giving Hilder weird Willie. <laughs> I just give him the handkerchief. That'll be good enough. <laughs> then he'll recognize that. He'll know it's from us. Okay, he takes that. And, uh, um, that handkerchief is pretty distinctive. Yeah, it certainly is. All right. So Zed will know that either Hilder killed us or is with us. <laughs> yeah, just tell him. We tell Hilder. And, but, and not only did he kill you, he beat out of you where your boat was. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So he he sneaks off through the forest. Um, so yeah, we're, a, we're trusting this kid so much that he's coming back for us because doesn't have to. <laughs> um, in fact, he could just walk right down into the camp and be like, I can tell you where these three targets are going to be searching so, for well, you. Why don't you guys make perception tests so I'll give you more or less information depending on some degrees of success. Alright, I have acute hearing and night vision. One of those should help. Your night vision gives you another plus ten. I make it with two degrees. I'm the worst perceiver in the world. So you, you got the best with two degrees? Okay. Um, so you see that there's definitely sort of a discussion going on, and that um, you know it seems that uh, Ernst and Italka are kind of taking turns, uh, kind of talking to this chaos warrior who kind of nods his head, and then he seems to make remarks and, and things like that. Um, and then after a little while of this. Uh, um, the uh, the chaos warrior kind of stands up, and uh, he heads over to the horses. He uh, proceeds to untie the black horse, and he heads off into the forest. I like our odds of living he's, better. He he's uh, he heads off in the same direction that Ernst had come from. Oh, we gotta track that ass. Do we know what direction that is? It's the opposite side as, as uh, how you came up on this place. Oh, so we don't know anything that's out there? Is it like north? Um, could we be in a chaos exactly warrior north. three on one? Yeah, I'm betting yes. Uh, we, we're not going to be heading west. He's, on a He's heading west. He's going through the forest. The horse isn't going to go that much faster than us. I mean, I think the horse can beat us three on one. I don't think we can take a Chaos Warrior in the he, dark. If we can't take the Chaos Warrior 3 in 1, then we'll never ever take him. I mean, he, Well, that's the point. That's you think the point is to avoid him forever? That's the strategy. No, it's just like kill Atoka and then like the rest of these chumps, like their mistress is dead and like they're like, okay, I'll just Well, do this does change our strategy somewhat. Like we could spend a fate, hopefully spend a fate point, kill Atoka, and then we could probably kill all the rest of these guys if she's dead at the start of the battle. And then we could go after the Chaos War. I think we could take all uh, these he, guys. I, I, I neglected to mention, so he, he brought a lit torch with him oh, that he carried on his horse. Well, it'll be easier to track. We have to stay put, though. Otherwise, Hilder won't know what happened to us. 
Right. And yeah, we have to wait for. So no matter what, Zed's gonna be here when we. Make <coughs> yeah. Why don't, don't we? Why don't we pick it up? <coughs> why don't we pick it up here next week? Thank you. We can always track the guy if he's going through the woods on a horse. So there should be. Oh, he's going straight to the rebel camp and is going to kill all of them. 